I'm recording. Shut your faces. (laughs) (laughs) Shut your face. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does I think what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. And I'm Batman. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm really glad Liam went with that as well, because I would have felt real oh, awkward doing that uh, afterwards. <laughs> My name's Batman. I'm Liam. And I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you started that, if none of you had done that and it, and it got to me, I was going to go. For the record, if, if anybody's out there going, Ian, do you tip these people off? Never. Never. Because no. I didn't know until the music was already playing. I can't really come in with the high. I was like, oh, that'd be cool if I came in with a low voice. So no one knows. I just, no, we, just, we, we just run with it. It's all absolutely. good. Absolutely. All right. Welcome to episode number 111. Woo! Uh, simply called now. Batman. This is the same backwards and forwards and also upside down and right side up. So it's a palindrome as well as there's another term for when it's upside down. And and Um, something drome again begins with an a yeah okay um so there we go that's what we've got planned for uh today let's talk about where in the wonderful world we've charted this week we're back in the charts in america in here at home great britain uh we're in south korea ireland denmark the netherlands switzerland colombia malaysia nigeria and the high point this uh week was number 29 in australia exactly and then hey we didn't chart in canada not in canada Canada, yeah, where are you? Not, 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 not this week. Not on the list. Not I'll tell you what, I looked at our top 10 for February, because we're coming to the end of a month, and I thought, because that just gives us one idea, that sort of charting, but where actual raw numbers take place. Our top 10 countries this month were America, America. here at home in Britain. Mm-hmm. Number three was Egypt. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Number Have four, we had Egypt before? I, 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 well, this isn't a chart, so I don't tend to always go back necessarily uh, and look, but we had a spike in Egypt this week for sure, for oh, nice. this month for sure. Nice. Uh, number f- uh, our number four was Australia. Our number five was New Zealand, which feels, oh. you know, five New Zealand, six Canada. So I'm just kind of oh, saying, okay. well, well done, little island of New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Islands. Is it two islands? Is it one island? Island. I don't like know, hearing me get You see, it, so. looks, it looks deceptively small, but I've oh, got no. it on good account oh, from, no. from a Cambridge University student. <laughs> that is <true. laughs> it is the same size as Australia. Uh, and then we regret creating uh, that meme by accident. And then we looked it up and went, no, it's not. Hang on, <laughs> Hang on a second. Google lied to me. And we, didn't, and we didn't have to look it up. Like I, I've, I've seen maps and globes before. So. <laughs> uh, we also were number seven. Our, our number seven was South Korea. Our number eight was India. Our number nine was the UAE. Oh, United Arab Emirates. Yep. And tied for that, our number nine was Ireland. Oh, ah. And as we've learned, when we have two things tied for ninth, there is no tenth. We just would go to eleven. So we're gonna stop there. I see. I knew that. Yeah. I would have. I just had the problem with whether it was tenth or eleventh. Next. No, it was nine, nine, and then eleven. Yes. Come so, on, and top of the charts. Number you. eighteen <laughs> for us. And I do want to talk about this ever so briefly. Number eighteen was Ukraine. 
Oh, wow. Oh. And that ties into, uh, so it's really weird to think I didn't, I, I just went looking from a cursory glance, go, do we have listeners in the Ukraine? Just based, of course, on what has happened this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do. So first off, if you're listening, you're from the Ukraine, hey, hanging tough over there. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're all thinking of We're you. definitely rooting for you, pulling for you, yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. You guys are staying strong. Yeah. What I'm seeing. Incredible stories. Well, there's a difference between you got a force who's coming in, not sure why they're there, and another force who's got everything in their fire in their belly to make, and Mm. also in the Molotov cocktail in their hand to make sure that (laughs) they're, you know, they're going to defend their home. Yeah. And so always about, always about making sure, you know, (laughs) yeah, our thoughts and prayers are with the people of Ukraine. Do, do what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And, and we hope that there's some help on the way. Yeah. In whatever capacity that takes. Yep. But also, civilians of Russia, no one blames you. No, no, I don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it is that. Yeah, I think we're looking. I have a friend who teaches in Russia, yeah. in Moscow, and I just asked him. I was in, I'm in a group chat. He's in my uh, teacher fantasy football league. Yeah. We all want teachers college together. And I said, what, what's it like over there? And he said, oh. Uh, now, he's speaking on behalf of himself only. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, it seems to be like everyone's just kind of going, eh, it's kind of like it was in 2014 with Crimea and da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, everyone's generally kind of just – it's 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 weird it feels weird to say that but it feels far far removed from them that it's not yeah, really yeah, resonating yeah. to them so yeah i guess in that respect it's not affecting them it's no. affecting the no. government and their armed forces yeah. so. so um but yeah so uh, it's we've, we've tried never really to shy away from what's going on in the world no exactly as yeah. as as we do these things so we, we, we always keep things current and yeah and it's, it, it's interesting because people have told me when they go back and they listen to them all it's like a little time capsule of where yeah, yeah, yeah. where is the world that especially is. when we're still in covid <laughs> well it's like covid i saw this this commercial this not commercial this meme of uh covid walking out one door and like a russian flag walking <laughs> in the next door and i was just like yeah it's pretty much what the 2020s have felt like isn't it yeah yeah so, um, there we are. So and much was, for the Roaring Twenties. Brexit leaving. Yeah, well, Brexit. Remember when Brexit was going to be the issue? Jeez. <laughs> Do you remember when we were fed up with oh, talking about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently fuel shortages. No, not fuel shortages, but panic buying, creating fuel shortages are a thing. Oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah. When I went to the petrol station the other day, um, you could, if you looked on like, all of the little, like, you know, because obviously just display what the last sale was before you yep. start yours, all of them were like under 30 quid, yeah. which means people are just filling up. Filling up unnecessarily yeah i got 200 something miles left in my tank and i'm just going i'm gonna do my bit and just not buy petrol and go i feel like, secure leave it for the those of us who are stupid enough to let the range get to line yeah. line line who <laughs> need the petrol yeah if i if i hadn't filled up midweek i'd be in a much different situation <laughs> <laughs> so, i'm lucky i work in a garage so yeah so this is what we're gonna do we're gonna try and kind of keep things and do what we do mm-hmm. and hopefully bring a little bit of levity to a world that sometimes is not Mm-hmm. and can be a bit scary so hopefully if we're a bit of escapism and we could use a bit of escapism i think right now we all could so let's go ahead and jump on with that um if you haven't heard much well if you haven't heard much uh, recently on the bfe last week we did uh all murder on the Orient express on, you yeah. did we have we did our real round table on top films under 100 minutes and oh, oh i've got to push a button in a minute remind me i got a button to push and then finally uh we i had julene on for a whole hour hey. and a bit talking about uncharted hey. 
where Tom Holland, you know, is Tom Holland just Spider-Man? Is Mark Wahlberg just playing Mark Wahlberg? Listen and find out. And Georgia, you have a little guest appearance in what we're calling the post-credit sequence. Yeah. yeah. I guessed it on our own pod. You Look guessed it on the pod. That's, that's pretty cool. And actually, if you listen to the end of that one, I'm very proud. I've got a little Easter egg at the end of that one. <laughs> it's not, it's not really, it's, it's like really obvious, but I, I was well, t- I was well tickled with myself. Just out of curiosity, <laughs> how many of the films had you seen that I had listed? None. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait had I seen? Yeah. A couple. Oh, okay. Couple. Don't um, worry, I got I got some of mine uh, made fun of as well, so you weren't alone there. No, that's right. Then. Ian, yes, you have a button to press. Uh, I, I will. I will. Can I get to the button in one in one second? Oh, I thought uh, you said remind. Yeah, you. I do. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Rem- no, remind me remind again. You. No, it won't. We'll just keep going for two hours. I'll be going. Remind me. Now, give me a few more minutes. It's like when I try and wake up in the morning. I might just five more minutes. I just need that. Am I in fact the snooze button? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> we start a little bit. You're going to be in some sort of a movie or series or something. I am indeed. It's early days Ooh. at the moment. I don't know too much about it. Um, but I auditioned the other day, and the part I went for, I didn't get. They actually liked my audition that much. They've uh, gave me a bigger part. So you've had that happen a couple times. Yeah, because so. famously Very you went cool. for Kaniki once, and you got uh, Danny Zuko. You got Danny yeah. Zuko, and then I went for Danny and got Kaniki. That's from that's from Greece, right? That's from Greece. Okay, <laughs> was it from Greece? A, perf- I've seen that. a perfect movie. I heard for a week. And then I heard just, just less than just perfect. Just less than perfect. Less than perfect. curtain goes up in two and a half weeks. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Well Ooh. done. Well done. Excited to see that. Yeah. Um. What else we have? We uh. Oh. We got to talk about it. everything we do here on episode 111 is brought to us by the Patreon backers. And thank you so, so thank much, you including our BFFs of the BFE. I'm talking about Reverend Bruce, Juline, and Hermes. Yeah, boy. Uh, Hermes has his pick coming up real shortly. Oh, cool. Real shortly. Real shortly. Uh, also, other members of the Patreon. We've got Lena Oberholzer. We've got Katie McRae, Ensign Ian Davies, making it so. Chris Peterson, Randall Silva. Randall Silva, what is your Twitter handle? Every time I go to tag you, I'm always have to go, and Randall Silva in text what is your twitter handle please let me know do you have a twitter handle At best film ever pod maybe not but then message me on patreon if you have message on the patreon and let us know if you don't have one i every, need a tutorial oh, in twitter because still i'm struggling yep we will work on this <laughs> we've got poet laureate of the podcast that's Dwayne smith a Dwayne smith and then we've got the Yeet meister Yeet. So, sorry <laughs> uh, we are two weeks away today i don't know if you guys know this from our second birthday Wow. Birthday time, yeah. birthday time. Wow. I wonder what that birthday movie time. was. Well, yeah, the movie choice, I know. But I think, the, yeah. uh, thankfully, this is one bet I won't have to make good on. We're going to come up just a little <laughs> bit short on that one, unless we have a, like, a redonkulous last two weeks. Come on, folks, we can do this. <laughs> last two weeks. <laughs> redonkulous, remember? But there we go. Uh, so we've asked, I put it on Twitter today, uh, but we're asking anybody out there, if you want to, it doesn't matter if you're a podcast, it doesn't matter if you're an individual listener. Uh, last year, we had some a lot of people uh, forward us some sort of birthday wishes. And yeah. we played and reacted to them as we had our, our birthday party, I think we called I it. I like that. And we're going to have our second birthday party this year. So That's why not, go, so quick, why not go ahead and uh, if you want to record a, a little greeting, please do. Don't, if, if, if you're like, well, I didn't really get an official invite. Or, this is your official invite. Please go ahead and give us a shout. If there's something you want to share, 30 to 60 seconds and just want to say, hey, um, happy birthday and whatever else you want to put in there please do and we'll record and we'll listen to it live it'll be a first listen for me too mm-hmm. and we'll just sort of see I might I might check out the stats first 
<laughs> he sent me a very mischievous Ryan Reynolds face, and I went, "Yes, I already have. I'm already regretting asking individually." Good but line. no, no. So I will probably check his out <laughs> to make Sensor sure all the bits you need to to make sure what they do in their pod maybe is a bit different than what we do in our pod beep, occasionally. Beep, yeah, beep, it'll be like beep, it'll be, like, it'll be like, like, like one of those letters when they've blacked out everything for like yeah. and the <laughs> England. <laughs> Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Yes. Beep, beep. <laughs> Love you, dude. Uh, so please go ahead and do that. Let me go ahead and push that button. Hang on, hang on. Uh-oh. Do you need to push a button? I do. Oh, Ian, you need to push a button. There's a mistake. I think I'm right. Not that Uh-oh. button. I don't know which one of you two it is, but it's not me. It's not Liam. Ooh. Mm. When we did our real roundtable, one of you it was had pipe. the nerve. I don't know which one of you looked it up. One of you said Dirty Dancing was, oh, 100 minutes are over. I looked it up. Dirty Dancing comes in at like 97 minutes. So we disqualified your Dirty Dancing pick at the time. So I'm going to have to retroactively re-include it. It was Ethan. It was yeah. Ethan. Was it me? There's a surprise. Ethan's made a mistake. The Google one. Well, I, I, like I said, I went through him with a fine tooth comb. Yeah, because I, I, I was, I was surprised. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Mine so, says one forty when I look it I've up. I've got one three seven. Yeah, Wait, I've got what, one hour thirty. One hour thirty seven. What, what, yeah. what are you looking up on, Ethan? IMDb. It says one forty. Oh, on if IMDb. you just type that, if you just type it into yeah, uh, that would be Google. that would be my mistake. Well, well, I, I trusted IMDb. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I went ahead defending myself. No, nah, so we were first. I was like, uh, first I was kind of crapping on going typical, typically. Uh, Why would I do that? But not I, you looking. know, come on. Well, I thought, thought you and technology, right? Well, yeah, technology. Yeah, so there we go. You know, facts. In fact, it was me and facts. technology. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to know the length of every movie I've watched. <laughs> um, oh, so there we go. Um, outside of that, not many mistakes this week, really. Uh, but much like the titular train we were talking about, uh, our review of Murder on the Orient Express started off strong and then screeched to a halt. <laughs> It had an all right first day, but its first week numbers are, are, are kind of on the lower side. The train breaks Which would on. suggest that two things are there. Number one, it would suggest that um, people really weren't uh, – it, it wasn't casual friendly. I mean, maybe not so many people saw it as we thought. Or maybe Death on the Nile wasn't as big as we thought. I, I still haven't seen uh, Death on the Nile yet. Well, uh, no, no, neither have I, but there's reason we, we released but, it because it was coming out that week. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I can't – thing is it's only showing like once a day in the middle of the day at our local so everything only shows it's once looking a day at like local. he's gonna be no, doing at like one o'clock in the afternoon oh, really? okay. yeah it looks like he's gonna be doing a franchise of these things well i don't know because it looks like, like this one's gonna lose he's gonna lose his shirt on this one. Oh, is he good because yeah. you know i weren't too impressed with the first one <laughs> No, the that was our general I've seen have not been positive that was our general thought process on the first one which kind of came in yeah this whole look of Poirot has changed slightly, yep. hasn't it? Well, he's trying from, to make it... The danger is you do it too close. You just copy him what's already been a thousand no, times. No, I mean, from the first one he did as Poirot. Oh, really? Look, oh, wow. Okay. From what I see from the trailers. Is it different? It's a different look. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, not, not too different, but different enough. Yeah. I will say this, though. It was a really fun episode. Cool. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of clips that I harvested for various things. So oh, that was... Oh, yeah. no. That's my fault. Yeah. Show Fiverr. Well, actually, I have... There, there's a spin on that. <laughs> you have to wait to the end of the year, but there is a spin on that. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but we have some... Uh, Game for a Movie got a hold of me and said they got a funny story about this movie experience. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll read in first person. I went long after the first couple of weeks, and so for the first half hour, it was just me in the theater. This guy came in 30 minutes late and sat right next to me because he wanted to talk about it during it. 
Then he fell asleep and snored for the rest of the movie. Nice. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Poet Laurie, the podcast, that's Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Said, after listening to the review, I feel like I scored this too high. But then I did go with the same as hashtag Ian is always right and hashtag the voice of reason. <laughs> so absolutely, yeah. You can't go wrong siding with me on a movie. I'm curious who will side with me on this week's movie. Uh, let's go into the shout-outs, if we may. So we got shout-outs from Ray from Not Before Coffee. That's NBC. Um, gentleman called Andy Dixon got a hold of us and said they just discovered the Doctor Who pods. The Doctor Who pod that, of course, we didn't get out this week. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Ethan. guys. Ethan. That's that's my fault. Yeah, dropping the ball. It's been a, yeah, I know. I, it's been a bit complete like so if, I, if i wanted to really get ethan, serious here. i'd say i'd say could you push the button for me for inviting ethan onto the pod in the first place but let's not do that shall we um give him the boot shall let's we give him ethan, his- ethan gets serious here. it's been a weird week for ethan i like when we recorded uh finland got threatened by russia and i freaked the hell out and also i just started medication so i'm doing great today okay how are you though you all right buddy I'm yeah. good. I'm we, better than we, I was. Because we, we do bust on your shots, yeah, but if it ever yeah. veered into the place of... Re- See, I'm totally... Like, I'm ruining the gimmick here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if it ever went to the part where, A, real offense was being taken, or B, other, uh, or B, you know, real life was... Uh, I, 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 yeah. We bust each other's chops we, all the time. I'd be absolutely heartbroken if I was doing actual real uh, oh, damage no, to anybody. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, you've, you've not done it. It's, it's, uh, it's the Russian man that's done it for me this week. Don't worry. The Russian man. The Russian man. Alexander yeah. Ovechkin, number three on Did the NHL goal scoring list. Also, um, update <laughs> as well to what Liam said. Poirot's mustache has changed a lot, and it's actually upset me. I've, okay. I've, I've, I've seen the two between them. I just sent it to the chat. It's it's not worth the change. But regard, let's go back to <laughs> yeah. Andy Dixon, who says, discovered the Doctor Who pods and loves them. And I said, hey, uh, if you look back, I, I do actually say this. Again, not to ruin my gimmick. I said, this is <laughs> this is like pretty much entirely Ethan. I just watched the, I kind of pulled Liam on that one. I kind of <laughs> watch it, you know, try to stay awake. And then I come on and I just kind of riff when I feel like it. And outside of that, I just let Ethan do his thing. And I said, I just do tangents. Who, yeah, that, and, That's like my, my baby. Andy, Andy did say yeah. he loves the tangents i'm like well much obliged Good. thank you yeah. very much because that's what i bring to that one it's just a little bit of it's nice to have a bit of diversity though isn't it rather than you i having, like not being the authority it's you nice being talking all the time you know it's well, nice that's, to... <laughs> that's that's who i suppose you could say that he wasn't here oh, that voice, I, I nearly seven. met jody wick yesterday i'm so sad that i didn't end up nearly there. met i almost i almost yeah. met david Tennant once that's a true story i met lisa uh. jones there you, there you go. <laughs> Not really our gimmick, but uh, you you went and saw Wicked, and she plays Alphaba. She does. There you go. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, um, did, she, did she do Eurovision for the UK one year? Uh, pass. I want to say yes. I think so. Yeah. That sounds yeah. familiar. Okay, Eurovision. Like our our audience is like eight eighty five percent non European. <laughs> let's say. <laughs> uh, so Carlo You're missing out. Of course, Carlo for the love. You're really not. Uh, Coffee after dark. Who called the show awesome? I think Coffee after dark is Julian's husband. Ah, uh, um, that makes sense. That thanks makes a lot. Sense. Yeah, I appreciate thank that. You. Uh, Jesse B from the Recasted podcast had just watched Prestige for the first time. Um, and Prestige did like huge second week numbers. Cool. It's not too, so like, it's like people were kind of going, now I'm already in a uh, Merlin Express. You got a Prestige episode. <laughs> and that did huge numbers. Um, and then he sent me back an, uh, an emoji moments later. And it was like a mind blown emoji and said, Nolan is a habitual mind f- 
Pepper, consistently making my brain into a pretzel. He continued absolutely incredible episode on The Prestige. The movie blew my mind, and your episode broke it down like I needed. Cannot wait to watch it with someone else on their first viewing. And that is the closest you can get. Once you've seen it once, yeah. that's the yeah. next best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Stu from Stu World Order said he remembered being wildly disappointed by the prestige. I'm going to say you weren't watching what? closely. You clearly weren't watching closely. Is there a chance no. you watched The Illusionist? That's always my response to this. <laughs> I sent Probably. you a picture of that, didn't I? What? The Illusionist. And you, you yeah. the name. You said the prestige on it. You know, quite funny. <laughs> Me, do something technical. That's right. A uh, friend of the podcast, that's Dwayne Smith. Hi, Dwayne Smith. Said he watched an officer and a gentleman for the first time yesterday. At the end, Sergeant Foley hands out badges and calls them by their title, including Ensign Mayo, Ensign so-and-so. Said he wouldn't have noticed it before, so thanks to Ensign Ian Davies, and I guess sort of indirectly to us. Oh, I like that, man. Oh. We, and what's what we like to do? We like to bring people together. Way uh, to go, Paul. Way he conti- to go. He continued on to go. I can't believe Liam missed a Michelle Pfeiffer episode. Yeah, oh, I was stunned I myself. <laughs> I was stunned myself. Uh, you would not have liked some of the things we had to say about her. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I was up. I was, I was in London. So. First half of the movie, she's great. Yeah. yeah. She's great. Second half of the movie. Moving on. Uh, we'll just wait for the rest of the movie. Just going. Uh, yeah, you would have. Um, we've got to say a big thanks to Juline. 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 Um, a for just bailing me out, kind of, and doing some a cedar skip it with me on Uncharted, and talked about well, there's a very interesting thing she puts in her coffee. I'm just do that as a teaser. You go ahead and listen to that. I could okay, not believe no. it. Who are you trying to elbow out of the podcast here? I don't know. All of us at once. But but also just for every every, it's just like a mur- murder mystery on the side of the cell. Which ones he's trying to <laughs> go Friday out? Friday content. If I wasn't here, so I feel quite safe. <laughs> uh, recasted pod for the love, of course. Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. Pete from Middle Class Film Class, and we asked like that. That's a vi- middle class is a bit of a derogatory term here. here. Mm. Yeah, mm. like in America and Canada, you just kind of all aspire to be it. Here, there's de- definitely some like angst between oh, of course people who aren't and people who are. And he goes. Um, First, he says Brandon's a blind spot for him, but middle class in the U.S. is working up until wealthy. So household income from $50,000, lower middle class, to $175,000, upper middle class. So can't wait for the next quiz night, by the way. And I'm thinking that'll be that'll be April. That'll be April. So keep your uh, ears open. Keep your ears open on that. Uh, Cat Arnett Cat was who I was talking to about uh, prestige almost being like a code word. Where if someone's really seen a movie, you go prestige, they go prestige. <laughs> <laughs> but like people who aren't like that deep in the movies, like prestige, you're like what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but if you se- if you're into movies, you've generally seen prestige. You go, oh, prestige, stew world order. Um, <laughs> says I love Agatha Christie. Looking forward to Death on the Nile, even though people keep saying I shouldn't. And don't get me started on controversial casts. The 2015 miniseries, and then there were none, was really good. There, when uh, I believe if I'm remembering correctly. And then there were none was originally released under a very different title. Yes, it was. Which had a racial slur in it. Yes. Really? Oh, ten yeah. Twelve yeah. little, and ten. then it's it a oh, ten little, little, and then it's uh, boys. like yeah. the big racial slur. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. I found that out once when I was like, I think we should buy some of these books. That's and what the, the original went, poem is. Yeah. The, the head went. Are you familiar with the original title? I went. No. 
the poem was changed to be 10 little soldier boys um in all yeah. of the like next ones but yeah originally it was not yeah i love when you turn into mrs delphi <laughs> i still need to see that uh it's a musical for the love ed and sean from the film effect podcast hope you guys are doing well uh josh my next favorite movie so wizard podcast for the love shoot the flick for the podcast for the podcast for the love (laughs) (laughs) that love podcast for all that love thank you very much uh the effing nerds uh for the love i'm we're trying desperately trying to arrange something between the two groups to get something together uh i really hope it can come together uh entity and davies who said the game with the tesla coils we referred to last week was command and conquer red alert for the ps1 oh sick see i thought ethan was my go-to on that because i'm Uh like that doesn't sound like sports no. I got distracted by gaming. a comment by Dwayne Smith about Ape Escape. I was having a great time. You were, you were. He said he yeah. wouldn't. He said he wouldn't bully you. I said I'm not sure we're going to be on the podcast if that's the case. <laughs> Wait, no. Was it Hermes? It, I was I Hermes. Think it might have been her- yeah, no, it, it was, was Hermes. Hermes. Yeah. Button time. Um, Matthew Perry's writing a tell-all book. Is oh, he? He is a little bit, a little bit of entertainment news for you. I'll be first in line to buy that. It's talking about till November. I'm there. Matthew Perry. Matthew when Perry, did he start taking the drugs and being bef- the way before friends? Before I believe. was it? Wow, he was a bit of a damaged soul in general. I think. Oh, uh, okay. I think there's all there's all conjecture. I don't know. Funny people often are, though, aren't they? Mm. We'll find this out in the tell. Well, I'm I'm funny. I don't know if uh, are you though? He oh, I am too. too. Oh, Messing. oh look, come on. We just. I'll tell you what. Do you remember when we did? Do you remember when we did the um we did the friends reunion? Yes, mm-hmm. and they had little shots, and he said, "My greatest fear was I'd do a joke and it wouldn't land." Yes. Everyone's like, "I had no yeah, idea." Yeah. I totally feel that. Wow, I totally feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, doing especially if you're involved in something creative like we are. Okay, guys, right, we're going to get together. Oh, at one geez, point, don't, don't, right? don't, don't. Then tell a joke, <laughs> and we'll all just sit there with a straight face. <laughs> there is a difference between doing it like this, though, and doing it like um, on a stage. Right. You know, you're not going to get a stage, the instant reaction here. You get the instant reaction here. You guys can be. Mean and like <laughs> oh no, but it's worse when it, Ethan, when it's I can't live believe people bully it, me but... and you so often, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's a the laughter. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, we've also so I'll be I'll be reading that. Uh, random word or gif of the week was pocket watch, Ethan. I think you came yeah. up with that, didn't you? Yeah. Oh. Um, we had a great one from Josh, your next favorite movie, which I was totally ready to give our gif of the week to. Mm. <laughs> but then Chris Peterson did the exact same gift. Oh. It was Winnie the Pooh looking at a pocket yeah. watch. Uh, <laughs> Hermes gave a good one, but my vote goes to Ensign Ian Davies, who clearly knows his gimmick. It was Captain Janeway from Voyager <laughs> checking out this old Earth time a timepiece. So well yeah, done. Nice. There. And that's the end of our shout out. So just a reminder, uh, you can get a hold of us at Best Film Ever Pod on the Twitter. If you're like, how do I get on these shout outs? It's just like that. You engage with us and we love to engage right back. Carlo was sharing about how he uh discovered a certain pod and he was sort of reflecting on how he kind of got met a lot of pods and how he started off there. And they went, Oh, how did you do it? And the person thought it was because this was an episode of ours they guested on. And it, came, it was no, it was the idea that we just were bigging up other podcasts as we're as, as we're known to do. And I'm like, I love that because yeah, ro- yeah. I've always said there's room for more than one group at the table. Absolutely. Mm. You know, it doesn't have to be this competitive. Only us and nobody else. We are all friends. Yeah. So, you know, and if you want to be our friend, like I said, give us a review on Apple or Spotify. Five is our magic number. Five is the magic number. All right. Let's talk about Batman, Georgia, let's start with you, because this this might be your dark night in the sense that you don't like Batman. 
I don't like Batman, no. But let's not let's not spoil anything that you may have felt about this. We don't know about that. But talk about your previous okay, before previous tonight, before walking. I don't know her. I, if you listen, I don't know the answer to this. But I'm trying to stop it because I want it to come out organically. Rather than you tell people and they go, oh, well, I know the answer to that. Now I can move on. So because I am what is keeping the audience listening right now. You might be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Georgia saw a black owl. <laughs> a black owl. Yeah, you know how owls move the head. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we, we will talk about that. But your thoughts about Batman generally? Because you've even got other podcasts as the anti-Batman Ant- person. Anti-Batman. Yeah. No, I just, I just really don't like. Uh, most of my exposure to Batman has been the Dark Knight. Yep. Um, and I do not like Batman in the Dark Knight. I think he's stupid. Right. Um, I there's other iterations of Batman that I like. Uh, mainly the Lego one. Yep. <laughs> um, because he's funny. Um, and the musical one. Because that's great. Because he's funny. funny. Yeah, I mean, Chris Nolan wasn't going for a... Uh, no, I know he wasn't yeah. going for funny, but it's just not my type of film, and mm-hmm. I didn't didn't like it. It took itself way too seriously, and I was like, he's just a little orphan boy with angst issues, isn't he? Someone probably should have given him therapy. Okay, as opposed to Liam, myself, I'm pretty sure Ethan, who were all pretty big Batman yeah. fans. Yeah, I have a lot of Batman comics. Um, so, and we're, you know, we got the Batman coming out, uh, oh, this week. So we're hoping to do something with a Cedar Skip It on the Batman. Well, it'll happen. Just how many people are involved in it will be the question. Um, and then on top of that, um, we've decided, I'm, I've, I've gone ahead and pushed ahead. Uh, our real round table this month will be on Batman. Yeah, we're gonna list Yay! our top ten Batman movies. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, that'll be going out there today. I'll put out our yeah, yeah, when this comes out. Batman movies? Yep, there are. Uh-huh. Wow. Oh, there are so yep. many Batman. I, I can find now. I'm gonna ask theatr- that- I'm gonna ask theatrically released. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. theatrically okay. released. So it's got to have a th- yeah. It can't just be was was released onto television for a special or was a straight to DVD theatrical release. So Batman by Gaslight is. Uh- I thought, Gotham by, I thought Gotham by Gaslight had a little theatrical release because I know Killing really? Joke did. Yeah, Killing Joke was good. See, I, I, I might oh, make I'm a small on that before I, I officially put out that I might make a small exception for the Adam West Batman movie. Oh, okay, because I think it, I think that did launch on TV, but it would be a shame not to include Adam West. It would because yeah, he is the originator, yeah. and everything we talk about today is sort of building a, on the foundation, but also fighting what people know about yeah. Batman <laughs> from that television series. Yep, yep. Yeah. So there we go. So that will be that. And we're asking our patrons. So everybody else gets a top five. Our patrons, as usual, get a top ten. And our patrons are also going to go through a top five. Who's your best Batmans? Ooh. Or Batman. Ooh. I don't know what to call it. Batmans? Batmans, I think, would still be correct. Because they're sort of in a group of individuals. Individual mans. Yeah. Individual mans. So there we go. I know man. So who is it? And that always causes arguments. Yep. So here we go. So uh, the film was directed, of course, by... Tim Burton. Tim Burton. It had that Tim Burton feel to it, didn't it? Of course. Screenplay by Sam Hamm and Warren Scarin. Sam Hamm. Yep. Does he like green eggs? I, no, he does not like them, Sam. He ams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he also, Sam Hamm, wrote the story. So he had story um, and screenplay. And he shared the screenplay with Warren Scarin. So yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. And music by Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman, of course. Danny yeah. Elfman. No, Danny Elfman is the voice of Jack Skellington, am I right? Yes, That's yes. Danny Elfman. Singing voice. Yeah. Singing voice. Singing voice, not the yeah. speaking voice, because yeah. no, he just yeah. couldn't get it. The, singing, the speaking voice, of course, was Christopher Guest. Am I thinking right on that one? Um, I can't remember. I believe it was Christopher Guest. Okay. Or it's Christopher Guest or Chris Sarandon. Damn it. I always mix this up. I Let bet you it's look. Chris Sarandon. Because someone will message me because I got it wrong last time as well. <laughs> Lay your bets down now. I think it's Humperdinck. I think it's Chris Sarandon. I'm going to say that now. Chris okay. Sarandon, yeah. There we are. Oh, you got yep. them for me. Hang on. We are assuming Ethan used Google correctly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Chris so, Sarandon. 
So there wasn't a draft at some point written by Sam Hamm, which had a large part of the film concentrated on Bruce traveling abroad mm. and training with Henri Ducard, whom Bruce would later discover to be a criminal. If this sounds familiar... Huh. Yes. Because I basically just read the script to, uh, or the synopsis Batman to Batman Begins. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, at one point, the police were called to the set of the film here because uh, about two, uh, two reels of footage, about 20 minutes worth, were stolen. Wow. Mm. Did they ever recover it? I, I actually couldn't find that information now, but oh, yeah. Okay. And in order oh. to combat negative rumors about production, a theatrical trailer was hastily assembled to be distributed to theaters. Because now you just put it up on YouTube or the Facebook page. There's yeah. so many ways you can do this. But back yeah. then, it was like, get it into cinemas. Let them see something. Edit it and put it out, yeah. To test its effectiveness, Warner Brothers executives showed it in a theater in Westwood, California, to an unsuspecting audience. A 90-second trailer received a standing ovation. Wow. Yeah, it that would, it, never happens. Now. It's it would, that it would, dog brooding. What's the kind of, it's the kind of thing you can yeah. say too. Oh, everybody stood yeah. and clapped. No one's got a Twitter account to go. I didn't do that. Nah, of course. Yeah. Well, it's like whenever they have like uh, Tiff or uh, well, the one. Those in things are designed though. You, that's part yeah. of the culture. Is how yeah. and also how long does it last for? And people are aware. Like this is a constructed thing. Mm. So it's like who who walked out the quickest now? Yeah, because people are expecting. Like, that's part of it. So if you go, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna orchestrate. I'm gonna pack the the. the the, the viewing room with my, my, my people and we're going to try and make sure that we can push together if all of us stand up and, and clap probably we can sway people to think it was a brilliant movie yeah cool you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. so um, and then finally the movie was released the year of the character's 50th anniversary oh 1989 he's an old man cool. now isn't he who Batman yeah well like- he doesn't really age well, yeah, well, if it was his fiftieth birthday then, then it has got to be his the character's fiftieth anniversary, <laughs> not birthday. <laughs> so, not like our second birthday, which will be, uh, and we and we're not aging either. So there we go. So uh, let's begin our deep dive, shall we? So uh, the first thing I think you got to talk about because you open with just the opening credits over what eventually appears to be a giant Batman symbol. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you get the Tim Burton hired Danny Elfman to compose the music score. Initially, the producers were skeptical of hiring Elfman, but were later convinced when they heard the opening number, the, the main theme, which is that it's got everything. It's got excitement. It's, it's got the, the the theme that you know of Batman, and it's the oh. most iconic Batman theme for me. You mean not? No, 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 no. Besides the TV, the cinematic themes, yeah. Because the Dark Knight one is just like one chord, dun, dun, dun. But this just has life to no, it. No, the best one that um, Hans Zimmer, and it's very rarely I, I don't think Hans Zimmer's the gold standard, mm. but it's the Joker's theme you remember from that. Oh, yeah. It's not Batman's theme you remember no, you from don't. that. Um, so Tim Burton praised uh, Danny Elfman as someone who gets the right mixture of light and dark. And I'm sitting there and I've just written the score is so good. I mean, the theme is so good here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we open up to Gotham City with that Tim Burton aesthetic with the buildings that kind of go up on like strange angles. They don't just go straight up and down. Yeah. Everything's like the nightmare before Batman here. <laughs> um, but this is a good mix of Tim Burton. You know, Tim Burton's a bit too Tim Burton for me. Yeah, um, it's but, almost comic booky. Like it, it's able to adapt it in a real way without it seem seeming too cartoony at this point. And it's got that early nineties, late eighties, grungy yeah. feel about it. Do you want to well. do you want to talk about the actual uh, cityscapes and how they were created? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the cityscapes were paintings, murals uh, oh. in the background. Yeah, so. yeah. If you look carefully, you can see it. But they were able to add like practical effects, like smoke and stuff coming out of yeah, it. So it really kind of, and it gives it, it that kind of, it gives it that comic depth, but also that comic booky comic book feel, feel at the yeah, same time. Yeah. So I'm curious, George's perspective on this in a world where comic book movies now are all CGI. Like, this is all practical effects. So what was your, you know... I love practical effects. We don't know that. Okay. Like, it's- I, I know you love practical effects. I'm kind of wondering what it was like to watch a movie like this. Well, you told me not to bury the lead, so... I, I appreciated <laughs> or I didn't appreciate the use of practical effects in this movie. I, I think that's okay. I appreciated the use of practical effects in this movie. It was, was it refreshing to see a... I feel like I'm just giving leading questions now. Yes, it was refreshing uh-huh. to see. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a gun under the table. Yeah, it just says bang if you pull the trigger. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, we see someone called Harold, and it's very reminiscent, if you're familiar with Batman's origin story. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an origin story. I thought it was. I haven't seen... Well, you know about this. I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this since at least 1995. Now, you said, Liam, wow. you've seen it much more recently. Yeah, in the last 10 years. Yeah. I did not like this movie, as far as my memory banks really? were concerned. I remember going, wow. didn't get it. Oh. I remember thinking, Returns, much better movie oh, well, than this. Well, yeah. There's other things in that well, that I like. Yeah, Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christopher Walken. That's Danny how it, DeVito. Hey, I'm Walken Christopher here. Walken here. I love Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's great in that he movie. Is. He's Brilliant. so good. And like, Batman Penguin. Returns goes like really dark. It does. Like, I like, want yeah. to see where that third one was going. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But let's go back to the first one here. Yeah. So we see Harold and his wife and a kid, and they go down an alley because they're lost. And they're like, don't don't show the map because it kind of outs them instantly as tourists, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know where they, and the kid knows where they should go. They're in the wrong spot. And we have some toughs who show up, and the one guy says, do the kid a favor. Don't scream. And they kind of they shoot. Yeah, they shoot both both parents, don't they? No, they just knock them no. out. No, they're not. Yeah. They just knock dad out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the crooks are sitting down. They're like, they start making this little commercial for American Express. Oh, American Express, don't leave home without it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, American Express is like a garbage credit card. <laughs> you want Visa and you want MasterCard. Those two are everywhere. American Express, it was kind of dodgy whether someone would accept it or not. Uh, was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't nearly as widely accepted as the first two. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So it was the, it was the, the weak third sister of well, the... Visa and MasterCard are the ones that are still accepted today, aren't they? Well, what if a three Globally. sisters... What if a three sisters in Hamilton... Was, was Peggy, Peggy the one Peggy. that... Yeah. American yeah. Express is Peggy. You know what I mean? <laughs> As a person who is we doing Visa, for we a accept long time. MasterCard and Amex. <laughs> America Express is such a pain to deal with in retail because you need to get the pen out. And is get it really? Okay. Because yeah. they have to sign everything first and prove that their card oh, is like the, legit. Yeah, back in the it's, day, it's, it's like, a pain. you'd have to put your credit card on like on uh, the slidey thing. On the slidey thing, and you'd have that yeah. carbon paper and go. And that was to, it. I used to love that. And like you could like if like it would take a while before someone would like run up something to say cancer. You know, you you could get probably get away with a fair bit of credit card fraud. So yeah, when they nick yeah, this guy's yeah. card, I mean, they can probably even if he cancels it, they can probably rig up a pretty decent tab before it gets scrapped. Absolutely. Um, also, we've got the crooks who talk. Uh, uh, sorry, and they also talk about the, about the bat. The bat. And we see the bat the drop bat. down in the background. That was a clever opening sequence. And then we see it drop down in the foreground. And Batman is shot. And this Batman, Michael Keaton, likes to use his cape. Yeah. To make yeah. himself look big and look large in a way that no Batman really has done since, I don't think. Imposing, yeah. Yeah. Actually, most Batman since this have not had capes, if memory serves. Well, they have like a very They've tiny got little baby cape. capes. Little yeah. Thin yeah. Cape. He also uses his cape to like glide and fly at certain points, and then mysteriously it doesn't work yeah. in other places. And there are no bat nipples on site. None at all. None at all. Oh, what a shame. 
And so Too much latex. he goes up and he grabs an individual and he goes, who are you? And we heard it off the top. He goes, I'm Batman. Now, he ad-libbed that line. Did he? Really? Originally, he was supposed to say, um, no, I've, seen, I've, no. Seen, no, I've seen two different <laughs> versions. The version I found in my research is I am the knight. But the version I know of, oh. I am vengeance. Ooh, yeah. I am vengeance is said by Robert Pattinson in the new Batman trailer. Oh, so when okay. he does that in the Batman trailer, I go, ah, you've re- you've used it. The line you wouldn't say, you've made it work. Because I am so vengeance iconic. wouldn't work for this Batman. No. No. no Even no, though no, he no, doesn't no. seem to mind killing people. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Batman, and it's kind of like, is this really Batman in this one? Where, where is his like morality meter? It seems to change every time it, I see him. This it's Batman not seems there. to... It's not there. This Batman's like... I think that's too, too sophisticated for people in 1989. It's like, he just needs to kill the bad guys. Yeah. I remember when and the new Batman ones came out, like the Ben Affleck time, I was like, why is Batman killing my... This has happened before. This happened I'm, before. Not, I'm desensitized now. That was part of my issue with Dark Knight, is though, that like a lot of issues in that film are solved if he just kills them. This is. Remember when Georgia was like, "I'm, I'm a pacifist." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, remember when com- Georgia was like, "Why does Batman book? kill people?" I don't like 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 conflict unless it's a comic book movie. Then kill them all. <laughs> Literally though, because it's not real. Uh, let's meet Bruce Wayne, uh, Adam West, who played Batman in Batman. And you might remember Georgia. You ever see Family Guy? No. Oh, okay. There, there was my, there was my yeah, one yeah, yeah. Two episodes. Did you ever? Did you ever watch Adam West? You ever watch what? Fairly Odd Parents, because he plays like a parody called Catman in that. Oh, no, I didn't see yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan reaching out to our under 21 audience out there. <laughs> like, I have no clue what he's Very talking about. That was, late, that was late 90s, early 2000s. I've There's someone ne- that I'm I've sure never heard of this. Uh, Adam West, who played Batman in the TV series, I mean, he was disappointed he was not asked to reprise the role in the movie. Oh. He would have been 61 in Come on, Adam. See, I, I mean, I and have issues with this. And like, he's only now appearing, and, and he looks old. And he's like, like underpants over, like, he's that guy. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, proper yeah. Batman. The like, yeah, yeah. 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 He's like, well, you be a whole musical Batman kind proper of Batman. Batman. Yeah. But in his fairness, I mean, at the end of the day, there had been no other Batmans live No, action. he is Batman. Yeah, there yeah. was only him. and no He's one, all you know of, yeah. No one knew about this dark Tim Burton-esque film. You know, no. I don't think without this movie, we wouldn't have had The Dark Knight. No, you don't have any of this stuff without them. I mean, the, no. the, the most important thing this film gives us is legacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also in, his, forever. also in his 1994 autobiography, he stated that despite belief to the contrary, he was never asked to make a cameo as Thomas Wayne. That would have been cool. That would have Aww. been very cool. Uh, Nowadays that happened. But he says, adding that he would have declined if the role, if it was offered to him. And that's a mistake on his uh, part then, because you got to kind of, yeah. Know yeah. your uh, place, man. But Wes later would produce the voice of the Grey Ghost in Batman the Animated Series, Beware the Grey Ghost, in 1992. Not eligible for the real roundtable, because <laughs> I don't think that got a uh, theatrical release. Based on his success with Superman in 1978, Richard Donner was considered to direct this before Tim Burton, and he wanted Mel Gibson to star as Batman. Oh, no. This would continue on even with the switch in director. Gibson was still the first choice for the role of uh, of Bruce Wayne slash Batman, but had to turn it down because he was already committed to a little film called Lethal Weapon 2. (laughs) He was also considered to play Harvey Dent in Batman Forever, Wow. But had to turn down that down to his due to his commitment in a little film called Braveheart. <laughs> he made a good choice. He, he made, call me crazy. He's done okay for himself. He is here. done. The first yeah. one. Well, sorry. He's done okay for his movie choice. It's not with his personal life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I honestly saw this name, went bull. 
looked it up, totally legit. You know who else turned down the role of Bruce Wayne? Nicholas Cage. I'm going to give you a sound clip. Okay. You Toodaloo! No, no. no. Hang on. Not him. What other man Pierce was Brosnan. in that? Pierce Brosnan turned down the role of Bruce Wayne. Wow. He went and met with Tim Burton and said he couldn't take the character seriously. Direct quote. It was the beginning of his huge movies, and I just thought, Batman, Brosnan revealed in an interview of details, continuing the quote, Batman held such an indelible place in my own childhood, but I said something flippant to Tim Burton, like any guy who wears his underpants outside his trousers cannot be taken seriously. So, yeah. <laughs> Thing he is, would have though, been a good he hasn't Wayne, got the but not good Batman. To play Batman. The roles that he has been considered for are staggering. Yeah. Two shots at Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Remington Steel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're all kind of samey characters. And the worst singing dad in Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> the worst hey, one. So, he, he still made it on the soundtrack, though, didn't he? he yeah. <laughs> Tim, Just. Tim Burton met with numerous actors for the title role, but a lot of them fit the traditional square-jawed and heroic look. He eventually realized there's a reason why a guy dresses up as a bat. He's trying to create a menacing persona. And this then makes Michael Keaton a great choice. Direct quote, Michael Keaton has crazy eyes, but physically he's someone who would need costuming to make him seem scarier. Yeah, I'm a You're big- a massive bat. You're a tiny pterodactyl. I'm yeah. I'm a massive Michael Keaton fan for that very reason. When you watch his eyes, you don't he could be a villain and a very good villain. Yep. And believable villain, but he can also be a very good likable guy. I think he's just off of Beetlejuice at this point. But that's what Is he a Beetlejuice? Yes. We talked about this last week when we tried to explain who Michael Keaton was to you. Is he actual Beetlejuice? Yes. yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> he's got a white face in and that penny it's difficult drops. no but the good thing about michael keaton is he is in fact bruce wayne and batman he has that confusion he has that yeah. that feeling about him when you watch him as bruce wayne in this you can see the focus you know and that's not what um he does Chris- the superman thing and puts glasses on <laughs> no i think michael keaton is an underrated actor that guy is amazing and he was the best choice we've only realized how great michael keaton is since he came back Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Michael Keaton's casting as Bruce Wayne caused a controversy about comic book fans. 50,000 protest letters were sent to Warner Brothers offices. Uh, Sam Hamm, one of the uh, screenwriters, Michael E. Uslin also heavily questioned the casting, as well as a little guy called Bob Kane. Bob Kane, who. Oh, who, wow. And who's the other guy who now credited? Don't know. There's two of them. There's two of them. But Bob Kane generally considered the creator of Batman. Yeah. Bob Kane's the one that, like, did most of the work. The other guy was sort of the one that was like, I'm going to make him look weird. Yep. Uh, Tim Burton recalls the good fortune of being in England during this time because he missed out about all of this. As far as I'm aware. (laughs) The film was shot shot at Pinewood. It was. As far as I'm aware, people didn't like Keaton as Batman because he had a weak jaw. People like Keaton as Batman. He didn't have that chiseled jaw. He didn't have... Keep in mind, this is the 80s, right? So this is Schwarzenegger and Stallone. This is their decade. Yeah, yeah. And so you got Keaton, also who's comedic. Yes. Right? He's known for, like, Mr. Mom and, and, and Beetlejuice and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah. And also, like, this is your guy? This is your guy. Yeah. Do you think I'm qualified? <laughs> this is your guy. Um, Michael Keaton called himself a logic freak and was concerned that Batman's secret identity would, in reality, be fairly easy to uncover and discuss, discussed ideas with Tim Burton to better disguise the character, including the use of contact lenses. Ultimately, Keaton decided to perform Batman's voice at a lower register when he was portraying Bruce Wayne. And, of course, this becomes the sort of typical 
much maligned and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. mocked sort of thing you do with, with now because Christian Bale went to extremes. Extremes. <laughs> Where's Martha? Oh, Ben Affleck. Jeez. <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> so, yeah. I'm the man. <laughs> so, neither Tim Burton or Michael Keaton had any previous exposure to the Batman comic books. Executive producer Michael E. Uslan uh, provided them with reference material for the film. Burton was given every issue of Batman's first year in the comics before Robin was introduced, while Keaton was given the graphic novel The Dark Knight Returns. It's very rare that I can say something like this. I've read The Dark Knight Returns and heavily enjoyed it. Oh, Love cool. The Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns is like what Batman versus Superman could have been if they'd done it right. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's very good. It sort of shows like vulnerable Batman, Batman yeah. who's tired, Batman who's older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is an interesting choice if you're going to do like a, like you know a first movie, but yeah, still, yeah. yeah. I've I've always liked Batman on on the premise that he has no superpowers. The yeah. guy is just driven by vengeance and darkness and money. But there's light and money, and yep. there's light at the end of the tunnel. Though. Although the whole like you know millionaire thing that georgia hates so much like there were some references to it but you didn't see him flaunting his wealth in the no. same sort of way here um, michael keaton was unable to hear while wearing the bat suit sorry what he said that his claustrophobia also helped him get in the proper mood to play batman direct quote it made me go inward and that's how i wanted the character to be anyway to be withdrawn tim burton said he didn't think michael keaton could have found his batman voice until he put the costume on because the actor was able to internalize better because he couldn't hear people inside the cowl what direct quote it was like talking to a deaf person <laughs> so there we go and then we look at me when you're talking to me <laughs> and then we meet harvey dent uh, but not two-faced and we asked georgia georgia do you recognize this person and you went no no. He's Lando Calrissian. He's Lando Calrissian. He... He's the guy who's Han Solo's buddy oh, in Empire yeah. Strikes Back. He's actually also Two-Face in the Lego Batman movie. He, uh, well, you're jumping ahead on my notes Oh, here. sorry. Yes. Ethan. Sorry. sorry. I hate my knowledge. Other, <laughs> other people, just let me get to it naturally, other people yeah. who were considered, because I always go, who was considered, and then we yep. move on to no, a legacy. Yeah, yeah. Other people considered were Dale Midkiff, William None Peterson, I think William is William Peterson the guy who does CSI. Is it he? might be, but then the third voice or a third one, Don Johnson. Wow, big, really, Big Daddy from um, what should I call it? I know him from my own voice. Yeah, he's Big Daddy from oh, oh, Django. Oh, Django, and there was something and else. Knives Out. Knives Out. That was yeah, I. Yeah, I really, yeah. I was, I watched Knives Out like last night because it was on TV, and I was like. It's Don Johnson. Well, we talk- in that. What do you mean? You watched it the other night, Ethan. You were literally on the pod of us last weekend when I, we were talking about how Knives Out is a better murder mystery, and I went, Don Johnson. Oh, no, That's I what know. Don Johnson's from. And now you're trying <laughs> to I claim forgot. that you forgot, forgot. And three days later, you rewatch this. Yes. <laughs> Bull. Six days yeah, later. Absolutely. His He's going, someone told me this. I'm going to hope it wasn't Ian. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. No, no. Oh, shit. I, was, <laughs> I watched oh, it. I was like, Don Johnson, podcast. Oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Again, my medication makes me forget. There we go. Um, so, uh, Billy Roll D. Williams took the role with the expectation that he'd be brought back to play Two Face when eventually that transition goes because Harvey Dent always leads to Two Face. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, reportedly had a contract clause added reserving the role for him during casting for Batman for Forever, Warner Brothers decided they preferred Tommy Lee Jones. And at this point, Tommy Lee Jones is a star on the rise. He was. Billy D. Williams is a relic of the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they. But bo- to be fair, they did, other than Alfred, they did change the whole 
cast and look and everything. Many else. people get re- redone. Yeah, in this. yeah, yeah. I think um, Billy D. Williams like got off pretty well considering he didn't have to do Batman Forever. Yes, um, and they buy out Williams' contract. Uh, Williams would later voice a character in a future production. Ethan, do you happen to know what that might be? No, I have no idea. Oh, come on, help me out here. Lego Batman. The Lego Batman movie in 2017. (laughs) And we get told that Dent is going to take down the syndicate for the good of the decent people. And we cut to someone who says decent people shouldn't live here. And this is Jack Napier. And Jack Napier has a girlfriend that he shouldn't have because it's his boss's girlfriend girlfriend, as well. He says he's an old man. He doesn't know anything. And she goes, she moves like Jagger. She goes, (laughs) you don't worry about anything. Do you, Jack? And yeah, I love it when they name the character after you. Meet Jack yeah. Napier. We're going to talk about the Jack Napier side of it because I got so many notes on, oh, on, okay. on him in this. Yeah, yeah. Played by, of course, Jack Nicholson. It's taken 111 episodes for us to get a Jack Nicholson film on the pod. Oh, incredible. Yeah. We will uh, do a few good memoirs. I don't then. know if you noticed, he re- received top billing on the opening credits. Yes. Yeah. Over Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This would later be done also for Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. When Arnie gets top billing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, (laughs) Even though really he's the first. I'm sure Clooney's quite glad it's not the first name that pops up on that now. (laughs) Who does Arnie play? Mr. Freeze. Freeze. Uh Nice to meet you. (laughs) You know what killed the dinosaurs? (laughs) The Ice Ice Age. Age. (laughs) (laughs) And they come around and he's like, chill. Why don't we not watch this one? This sounds great. This is, this is, if you want like stupid campy, actually, you really would like this. Yeah. (laughs) This is is very, this is the closest to Holy Musical Batman it gets. You would love the Jerry Bruckheimer Batman films. This sounds, why are we not watching these films? (laughs) Is it Uma Thurman who plays Poison Ivy? Poison Ivy, Uma Thurman, yeah. And then Uh, you've got um, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman, you've got. Oh yeah! Hang on, Nicole Kidman. No, she's in the Val Kilmer one. Wait, is oh, yeah, she's Nicole Kidman plays Michael? No, right? um, that's um, Alicia Drew- Silverstone. Uh, yeah, Alicia Silverstone and Drew Barrymore is Drew- one of Two Faces. Uh, pretty oh, girls. Oh, the, the, yeah. There was the good girl and the bad girl. Yeah, yeah. And Drew Barrymore oh, yeah, and got, was, was the good girl. Jim Carrey is the Riddler. I like Jim that's- Carrey as the Riddler because he's like a, he's supposed to be oh, stupid. That's the third that's one. Br- why? why? My favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing about that is Tommy Lee Jones film. hated Jim Carrey. Was like, oh, hates I mean, him. Yeah, hates he was like, him. I mean, this just what was it? He's, he just tells him to fuck off or yeah. something. <laughs> well, like, you, you're the person that gives me the most annoyance in the world. This is why I love Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jack Nicholson admitted in an interview that he was an enormous comic book fan in the era when Batman first appeared, and the Joker was his favorite character from the comics. According to a 2009 interview with MTV, Willem the Foe said he'd been in very early talks for the role of the Joker. He's got the I smile for it. I that, yeah. That's One the Goblin. Day. That's yes, Goblin. Okay. I did it. You did. Uh, whether he or studio past is unknown, Defoe later got a chance to star on a live-action DC comic books playing Nudius Volko in Justice League. Sure. And Aquaman. Yeah. He also played Norman Osborn, as we know, in... Goblin. In, in Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Goblin. <laughs> you want an origin story? Goblin. goblin. <laughs> story. Green Goblin. Um, also, now this one's very famous. Someone else was offered the role of a Joker. Ready for this? Toodaloo! Oh. This one's legit. Robin wow. Williams. Oh, great Robin Williams was used as a pawn to play Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. Because Nicholson was playing hardball, and they went, okay, we'll give it to Robin Williams then. And he even accepted the role when Nicholson was hesitating. When producers approached Nicholson again and told him Williams would take the part if he did not, Nicholson took the role, and Williams was released. See, that's not the first time then, because he was... Aladdin, same idea. He gets burned there. 
No, no. I mean, uh, Batman Forever. Hang on, this, it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was so will he? He was no, no. He refuses to play the Riddler for this reason. They want him to be oh. the Riddler, and he doesn't do it. Oh, like, unless the, my brain unless the like, studio oh, apologizes, he wouldn't do it. Oh, that's not the, that's not the understanding I had. Oh, okay, I, I, the understanding I had was that he had been burnt twice by them because no. he was promised the role of the Riddler in the Tim Burton third movie, and he was signed on for it, mm. and then he had to be paid off. Because Schumacher wanted different. Okay. He wanted My understanding is this, is that he refuses to play it because... Oh, okay. But now, if you're out there, hey, if, hey, you, if know, you know, let us know. I will do a check. Yeah, because the, cause, cause the internet's going to give you a conclusive viewpoint on this. <laughs> I'll find a source. <laughs> All right. And this is where we meet Knox and Eckert. We find out there's been eight bat sightings. So Knox is a member of the press. I really like Knox. I don't know who plays him. I didn't bother looking him up at the time because I didn't think he was this big of a deal. In the, he in reminds the me of Jimmy Olsen. I like Knox. He looks very similar to Bruce Wayne, and I struggled for, in a few scenes. See, I, no, he, doesn't. he just looks like, um, oh, Ray Stance from Ghostbusters. Also, had Dan Aykroyd. The two blonde girls look very he does similar. He not as well. look like Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Maybe am I thinking of the wrong character? No, the reporter. Yes, the reporter. Yeah, I always, He just sounds like and sounds and gives me a Dan Aykroyd vibe. Dan Aykroyd's Canadian. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said I know Knox from somewhere, but anyway, oh, I know. They say he. They say that he, and by he, I don't mean Knox. They mean Batman. Can't be killed. They say he drinks blood. Is he on the city payroll? Uh, Knox was really enjoyable, especially before Vicky Vale shows up, yeah. and then he just turns into I love you, and just turns into a bit of an ass. Oh, and that's a shame because he's uh, a good character. He is. Eckert is corrupt, and we find out that uh, you know he's a bad cop. And Napier works for a guy called Grissom. Uh, and then we go to Knox in his office, and he's looking at a, a sketch of Batman locations. And he's handed a cartoon sketch of a Batman, which is a bat in a pinstripe suit. It is, if you notice, it is signed by Bob Kane, oh. the co-creator of the Batman comic book. Cool. It uh, also kind of looks like the that? original design, too. Probably was. I wonder who kept that. Yeah. He yeah, that's a good question. You know what I mean? He was uh, supposed to make a cameo in the film, but became ill and couldn't make it onto uh, the set in time for him. Uh, but uh, he would cameo in Batman Forever in 1995. Oh, okay, Georgia, oh, no. something you want to add? Uh, Knox is played by Robert Wool. Okay, has uh, been in Bodyguard, Jekyll and Hyde, Flashdance. Nothing look looking like major parts though. It looks like this was his biggest thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I'd be curious to see who was in the bodyguard. Yeah, I'll have yeah. A look. Well, I'm not gonna. If you give me any, I'm not gonna know. I have to watch it again. Find a picture. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, and this we meet Vicky Vale, played by Kim Basinger. Basinger. Yeah, she was a big deal for a while. She was a very big deal for a while. I don't get it. I liked her in the day, though. Did you? Who was she I in? Did yeah. LA Confidential's the big thing uh, people remember oh, for. That was her comeback. That was that was her comeback actually. Yeah, yeah. She, I think she's Oscar nominated for that. First oh, thing yeah. that people might think of on the podcast is Nine and a Half Weeks with Mickey Rourke. Really? Yeah. Never seen it? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's that. Well, that's probably why I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole sex scene, eating food. Oh, is that really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's unusual for you to remember something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kim that's ba- what I remember her from. Kim Basinger was the original choice to play Vicky Vale, but her agents wouldn't let producer John Peters meet with her unless she made unless she made an offer. But then she ended up being busy. So someone called Sean Young was cast. Sean Young, yes, Ace Ventura. Oh, really? I never. Oh, really, okay. Yeah. Sean Young, she's the one who um, is in Ace Ventura. Um, she's actually 
Yeah, she went right for the role for that. She broke her collarbone while practicing horseback riding for a scene set on the grounds of Wayne Manor that obviously was never used and had to drop out of the movie. Basinger received an emergency call one week before filming began and accepted the part. That might explain her performance in this film for me. Okay. Sean Young's in Blade Runner. She's like the, the oh, main character. Okay. She's Rachel in Blade Runner. Is she, oh the, my God. is she the replicant? Is that who she is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's okay. like the, the love interest. I know who she oh, is. Oh, I, yeah. I thought I knew that name. Because Sean Young is a very good actress, but I don't think she'd have been right for this role. Um, someone else was uh, approached to... Uh, do this uh michelle pfeiffer who was dating michael keaton at the time was asked to audition for vicky vale Whoa. uh but keaton uh was keaton against it saying it would be awkward really oh, imagine if they were ever in a film together with yeah Batman. imagine well that. they would return that'd be letting the cat out of the bag <laughs> wouldn't it so um of course uh, she is cast as selena kyle catwoman in batman returns but that was in, only- in in liam's moment of puberty happening on yeah screen. but that wasn't that wasn't um that was by um fortunate events rather than anything else yeah because somebody else was cast oh really yeah 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 okay but she got pregnant at the time, so well, they then called on. That would be difficult to wear that suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, while Kim Basinger is blonde kittens. hair, Vicky Vale <laughs> is a redhead in the comics. Um, and the red only came out because of a coloring error in her first appearance. Otherwise, she wasn't supposed to be red in the comics. But ridiculously, either way, they made uh, Kim Basinger blonde. They, they let her stay blonde for this movie. But then she looks like the guy that's with the Joker, and then I got really confused if they were the same person or not. That looks like the girl who's with the Joker. That's Joey yeah. Hall. Okay. They look the same. They don't look the same. Because they're blonde. Maybe if, they, maybe if you're new to both of them, they did wear their hair very differently, I think, to help. Because Kim Basinger's hair was often down to the side and like ringlets. Yeah, so was this. Girl was very was, was 80s. Yeah, they were both down. Oh, okay. Was Jerry Hall with Jagger at that point? I have no idea. No, I don't either. So it's Jerry Hall who's with Joker at this point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Knox offers to shoot Vicky Vale nude, but he'll need a long lens. That feels like a penis joke. Um, <laughs> but she says that she believes in Knox and wants to team up. Like basically, their whole r- rapport is basically like like a very believable like sexual harassment video. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got an attractive new coworker in the office. What should he say first? <laughs> it's not. Oh, let's. How could he he have done better? Let's run the scene again. But to be fair, the reason they're thrown together is because he believes it and she believes. Yeah, and and you need. I mean, a photographer by itself can't be enough to. No. But we don't need her to be a, a nerdy wordsmith. So yeah, we'll give yeah, that yeah. to someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I thought Vicky most... Vale was a reporter. Well, she's a photojournalist. Ah. Uh. Yeah. She's like Lois, um, what's her face? Lane? Lane. Lois Lane. How do you I nearly said Griffin. Lo- get the I Lois. was Griffin because of Family Guy. Jeez. Oh. Uh, on the note of Lo- of Lois from Family Guy, um, Marvelous <laughs> Mrs. Maisel's back yeah. on the air. Season four, the same woman who does uh, oh, Alex Borstein, love- who... Yeah. who uh, plays uh, uh, um, Lois Griffin is the yeah. is in real life. Well, her her she, you see her in her regular. What am I trying to say? Who's she? Her non animated form. She plays the manager. Oh, yeah, I love her. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So she's won like three Emmys for that role. Like she's so good in that. She's brilliant. It's like yeah. a running joke. Alex Borstein. Like, yeah. she can do much better stuff than Family Guy. I, she I love her comic genius. Oh, you should. You should and actually. You should just go ahead on YouTube and, and look up like her acceptance speeches. She just roasts people. Really? Makes fun <laughs> of herself. Makes fun of her show. Oh, it's so good. She's a female Ricky Gervais. She's great. Oh, she's cool. great. Um, so, uh, Vicky Vale has two tickets to Bruce Wayne's benefit, which Knox needs, and this makes her now something that he needs in order to progress. Yeah. 
So we meet a Grissom played by Jack Palance, who I totally hadn't even cottoned on that it was Jack Palance until I, I did. And then went, oh, is that Jack Palance? And you laughed and said, have you not noticed that? And I went, oh, I, just, uh, I am now. Well, yeah, but again, he's holding on to a, some really good movies at the end of his career, isn't he? He's well, doing... Yeah, we did say during it, like, I think in 91, he does City Slickers and wins an Academy Award Best Supporting Actor for, like, nine minutes of work. Which like, is it's, weird. It's completely nothing. But he does one of the best Oscar award ceremonies ever by doing push-ups. Because he's determined he's, like, too, everything he's, like, too old. He's going to show everybody, like, how good a shape he's in. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, 70 doing push-ups on the stage. That's funny. It's amazing. Um, and so he wants to handle the chemical plant. He wants Napier to do the chemical plant job. And then we see the girlfriend. It's the girlfriend that Jack doesn't think Grissom knows that he's having an affair with his with his, his girlfriend. But he knows. And there's this look, and you realize really quickly, oh, he does know. Yeah. He's just not tipping his hand yet. But why would she look at him? in? Oh, but... uh, oh like, not even her looking at him, but he looks at her like, it's weird, because yeah. in the first scene together, he doesn't treat her very nicely. No. But then in this scene, he's like a puppy dog, like seeing a girl in love for the first oh. time. I'm like, dude, play your hand. Yeah. Um, and if anything, you should do it the other way around. Indeed. I don't know if you, I mean, obviously, Napier's already wearing the purple. The purple, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's the first appearance of the purple, though, isn't it? Think, in this yeah. scene. For the Joker. Oh, wait, in this scene? In this scene. Yeah, probably. Really? Georgia, question for you. Were you able to go, oh, this guy's the Joker? See, in the first time he appeared, because he's the first build and you guys were talking about him, I was like, hey, hang on. Who's Batman's in, who's in too big of a, of a part? Yeah, Batman's not this much of a sleazeball. Are you thinking that Jack Nicholson's Batman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never going, in my world. Cannot be Batman. And then I'm like, is Joker in this film? I didn't know if he was. He's and then I realised... cards, though. And then I realized, when he had his cards out, I was the like... cards, oh, was that, was, yeah. was that yeah. enough? Okay, there yeah. we are. Um, and so uh, Grissom recognizes the look we said, and then he calls him back, and because like, Napier doesn't want to do this. He feels it could it could, it could burn him. <laughs> and he calls him back and gives him his lucky cards including one that was like the joker was shown to the screen earlier in that same scene it. yeah i don't know what that's about uh at the charity benefit we meet oh sometimes the joker would have a hole punched in it because it would stop it from being passed around in play mm-hmm. so if we're playing cards all of a sudden a car with a card with like a hole punch in it comes through you're going oh that's not supposed to be in the deck yeah, yeah. and you can figure that face down without having to go through the whole deck and see it that's why uh, that doesn't happen anymore. We just print no. it now and just assume people will take the Joker out. Uh, at the charity benefit, meet Alfred, played by, I don't know if it's Michael Go, Michael Goff, G-O-U-G-H. Go? Goff. Goff? I don't know. It's really interesting. Um, Van Gogh? I don't know. Because uh, here we'd say Scarborough would be O-U-G-H, and that would be an O sound. Mm. It's Scarborough. So, so is this, uh, so is this Michael, Michael Gough? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. As he's a fan good. of his work, apparently he's got an extensive history in horror films. Oh, okay. Oh. So Tim Burton cast uh, him as Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, he is the one of the only actors who appear in all four Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher Batman films. I like that. Though. Can you name the other one? The other Alfred. The only other actor who appears in all four films. Um, is it the Commissioner Gordon? It is Commissioner Gordon. Oh, well okay. done, you. Oh. Pat Hingle. Completely ineffective Commissioner Gordon. I was going to say, I can't remember any other memorable Gordons. Yep. Uh, Vicky Vale meets Bruce Wayne, kind of. She goes up to Michael Keaton and says, which one of these guys is Bruce Wayne? And he kind of, bless him, I do the same thing. Yeah. Not, not really quite sure. <laughs> um, she, uh, He's instantly smitten. And he just keeps leaving things around the manor or wherever he is. And <laughs> Alfred is just behind him cleaning everything up. Alfred's great. I need to, like a service like this. Uh, <laughs> 
Commissioner Gordon's called away about an issue involving Eckert, and this is where Knox and Vicki Vale have now gone into what I'm calling the arsenal, and they're making fun of Bruce Wayne behind his back. Well, actually, he's In behind his- he's behind their backs. It's yeah. very confusing. You would know if there's somebody else behind yours beside you, wouldn't you? They're talking so loudly. It's a bit of a weird one that no one would sort of catch in their peripheries and never set a footstep, sort of a light, a shadow, you things like that. Yeah. But he's there, um, and so he sort of introduces himself this time for reals. Vicky feels like, are you sure you're Bruce Wayne? Uh, Alfred comes in and clearly directs him to go somewhere else. Like, uh, like Bruce Wayne would be useless without this guy. He would. Um, and he says, <laughs> before he leaves, though, he says, give Knox a grant. So whatever which kind is, of money that would be. And just, nice. Batman's a good guy. He yeah, realizes yeah, yeah. Knox is doing good work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Wayne then goes to his CCTV room, and the cameras aren't the impressive thing. No, the sound Having, quality. The sound quality is the impressive <laughs> thing. He has everyone mic'd up, but you don't pick up bleed from anything else in the room. Incredible. You just pick up from only what you want to hear from 1989. Do you want to know an interesting fact about CCTV? Sure. Oh, wait. Hey, the first time it was used, it was in King's Lynn. It was in King's Lynn. I think you've shared this before. Really? Yeah, it was. It was yeah. tried in King's Lynn before it went nationwide. There you go. Yeah. Um, it just shows the reputation for King's Lynn, doesn't it? it? Does, we need the CCTV first. Back at the police station, um, Vicky Vale and Alexander Knox examine a map of Gotham City, which has been marked with Batman sightings. The map they're looking at is actually a map of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. That's funny. <laughs> nice. They do say Vancouver is the Gotham of the North. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we that sounds very Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go to Access Chemicals, uh, and Eckert is out to put a hit on Napier because Grissom has called him. Yeah, he's he's under Grissom more than he is Napier. This whole he? thing is a setup to get rid of Napier. Yeah, that's all this thing is. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, the bad guys go into the safe at Access Chemicals. It's empty, and Napier instantly goes, it's a setup. Mm-hmm. Watch yourselves. Commissioner Gordon walks down into the chemical plant in his tuxedo and removes the shoot to kill edict, but Eckert sneaks off. In his entourage. Yes. <laughs> uh, enter Batman from the ceiling with that great theme. Commissioner Gordon sees Batman, so now he's a believer. Um, everyone is shooting chemicals with little regard for the corrosiveness or any damage that might <laughs> be happening. As a kid, when I watched this, I was going, what are you doing? A spurting in your face. Aren't you, there's, a, there's no reaction. There's, there's splashing up their legs. Yeah. Unless like, it's the thick green bubbly chemical, it doesn't matter. The one yeah. that's not got a lid on the top, might I add. Yes. There's then a part fine. when they oh. like, shoots like this massive tub and this what looks like like cartoony sulfuric acid pours out and it goes on like a policeman I'm like oh no he's burning alive and it's like oh he's fine nice he's song. doing good yeah and did you notice all the bullets are that bouncing off something yeah. rather than actually like like, 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 like everything was just a ricochet like yeah. a cartoon ricochet you know those bits where they like watch it go around the room and you sort of <laughs> bing, bing, them. Bing, yeah. bing. it was like that sort of thing uh batman gets a hold of napier but then one of his goons literally uh Gets a, uh, I say literally because the guy's character's name was Bob the Goon or something. Bob the Goon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Main Goon he is. He gets a gun to Gordon's head. Uh, Napier uh, then has a... Uh, Batman has to let him go, so Napier shoots Eckert dead. And then he goes to shoot Batman, but a bullet ricochets off of his arm and then hits a chemical. This is the one that actually does damage. Sprays him in the face, so Napier's got a burnt face. I don't think it's a burnt face. I think it's a ricochet of the bullet that it's hits blood. his face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought it's it was blood on the his face. I think it's like, a, a ricochet. Disgrace. Like, really? Because I'm sure it hits... Whatever it hits, it like opens up a little spurt that goes into his face. Oh, see, that's why I, I thought, thought it was, was blood like off his glass. face. Yeah, I thought it was blood off his face. I thought it was a ricochet of a bullet. 
maybe you'd oh, be dead if it was ricochet of a bullet. Well, I can, I, I can, real, I can, this is a comic book movie. I can buy Ethan's <laughs> argument that it's glass. No, I think I, I, think, I don't know. I just thought he had blood on his face. So before he fell I in thought the it was a ricochet that opened his face. <laughs> it does say. Hang on, it does say that something severed all the nerves in his face. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Okay, yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm being convinced. Yeah, he's got blood on his face. He's a big disgrace. <laughs> Those chemicals couldn't cause you to bleed. Chemicals or no, he, he hasn't. Hit, he hasn't oh, no, like not. You know, it looks like a cut. Okay. Yeah. Um. So then, Batman Napier goes to fall. Batman catches him. Until he doesn't, what happens here? Is Batman letting him go? I think he loses his grip. I just think no, he Batman loses gets grip. shot at, didn't he? No, no. I just oh, think I, I just think he loses his grip. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, Batman disappears. Commissioner Gordon sees him disappear. Napier falls into a tub of green goo. Uh, and then, as everybody leaves, Napier's hand appears back up out. Doesn't do the thumbs up like 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 Arnie in T like two. No. I, I think you mentioned that. I'm stealing yeah, your material yeah. there. But he does sort of signify he's going to be... Now, remember this. For later, when a small amount causes people to die, let's remember that Jack Nicholson falls into an absolute vat of the stuff. And why does his eyes not melt or go blind? And also, yeah. he was underwater or slime or whatever it is you want to say. He was dead. dead. Drowned. Bruce and Vicky have a date. How? Don't ask. I didn't catch when they actually planned a date. We just uh, get told in the small scene, oh, I have dinner with Bruce tonight. Maybe he's got and, 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 and Knox just turns into an absolute ass. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a funny reveal about the length of a dining room table. Like No one's going to sit like that, but it's a funny because they shoot one on one side of it, head to the table, yeah. the other one, and then we get the wide shot of how long this table really is. And I, like, to- I like how it's lit both ends, but not in the middle because the candle's not lit. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, Bruce says he's never actually been in a dining room and they grab their meals and go to Alfred's quarters. And then Alfred shares a bunch of embarrassing stories about Bruce and Bruce, uh, sorry, Alfred goes to bed and the two lovers agree that dining room isn't really very Bruce Wayne. And to intermingle and to intercut with this date, we go to uh, Dr. Nick Riviera's uh, cheapo cosmetic surgery plant. (laughs) And we're held back from the reveal for a while. We see Napier respond to it laugh maniacally but he actually knocks the lights out and then leaves the but again something so barbarically disgustingly downtrodden would you have still gone there what there you'd gone to a vet wouldn't you first it's the only place you can go he's he's always like like the mob doctor isn't he um back to date night vicky vale is hammered and bruce (laughs) wayne is taking her up the stairs Glad she can't get her shoe off. He's like, I can help with that too. Yeah, he's very good at that. <laughs> There's a few things where we're like, he's very uh, we, we, we had to tell Liam, we're not going to cancel Batman. I promise we're not canceling good, Batman good, tonight. Good. <laughs> he puts the suit on and then he has to go fight himself. Yeah. Um, we go to uh, Grissom's uh, office and he thought Napier was dead and Napier is backlit. So we don't oh, see what he looks like. Very good, li- good lit. Uh, Nicholson's still held in shadow. He says, Jack, he goes, Jack is dead. You can call me Joker. And he comes on out, and he's got this perma smile that's been put onto his face, along with white face paint and red lipstick. And that became a conversation topic. For I don't film. think the mm-hmm. white is face paint. I think that is how he... No, no, you're right. Yeah. The white is what is what his skin is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Um, and so let's talk... Uh, oh, so he shoots Grissom, and there's this circus music behind him. And this began a confusing <laughs> thing throughout this film that was... When is the music diegetic and when is the music yeah. score? Because there's times you think it's score and then they just turn a boombox off. You're like, oh, yeah. Okay, you brought your music with you this time. Um, I know Prince's music is in this. And, absolutely. But it's not really. 
It doesn't feature heavy. It's a strange fit. Yes. Mm. Let's talk about the Joker. Jack Nicholson had a strict schedule stipulated into his contract. that The casting call was to be later than most actors and actresses on the set. He was known for having late evenings, being out up as late as 3 a.m. before he would get home, as he dined out every night or attended small parties. Michael Keaton would arrive early in the mornings, and Nicholson would come in around 10 at the earliest and greet Keaton, then sit on his chair. He would tilt his head back and fall asleep and let the makeup artists work on his prosthetics. Michael Keaton stated the crew would tape basketball games for Jack Nicholson as he would come in and watch them when he wasn't sleeping as his makeup was added. One day, when by his own admission Jack was frustrated there was no game on, he turned on the only sport available on the four TV channels available in the UK at the time. BBC One, BBC Two, yeah, ITV yeah, yeah. One, ITV yeah. Two. The nineteen eighty nine, not ITV Two. Oh, was it Channel Four? Mm-hmm. The nineteen eighty nine BDO World Darts Championship. <laughs> the next day, as he passed Michael Keaton on the set, he looked at him and asked, "How about that dart game?" <laughs> to which both he and Michael burst out laughing. <laughs> Uh, when discussing the central theme of Batman, director Tim Burton explains the whole film's mythology of the character is a complete. It's about du- a duel of two freaks. It's a fight between two disturbed people, saying the Joker is such a great character because there's a complete freedom to him. Any character who operates on the outside of society and is deemed a freak and an outcast then has the freedom to do what they want. Mm-hmm. They have a darker sides of freedom. Insanity is in some scary way the most freedom you can have because you're not bound by the laws of society. Nope. Jack Nicholson said of his role, the thing I like about the Joker is his sense of humor is completely tasteless. <laughs> he later said the Joker is one of his favorite roles to play. Uh, Jack continued to say what made the Joker one of his favorite roles was it allowed him so much creative freedom. In Nicholson's view, most character roles have specific traits to which an actor has to stay true, but the Joker's specific trait is that he's unpredictable, meaning he was able to do whatever he wanted and still stay true to the character. Which is true, because you see him dancing around like a buffoon, you see him... Um, in love, you see just do whatever you want to do here, do, Jack. Yeah, do whatever he wants. Being nasty, no, whatever. In a 2020 interview, Michael Keaton revealed he was really nervous and self-conscious about working with Jack Nicholson because he's so strong on film and had so much power. It ended up just being great, though, because Nicholson made everyone feel really, really relaxed. They ended up becoming close friends. That's nice. And finally, Nicholson loved his performance so much in this film that he, at one point, he was watching the film once a week at his house. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's funny in itself. Jeez. That's, That's hilarious. Crazy. There's some great individual shots in this film of Nicholson in big mm. elements. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, that they made the Jack Napier story. This is the first time, really, until maybe even Joker, I don't know, definitely on film, I think, that Joker mm. has a backstory created for him. Because he's always they, been an enigma. The problem is they keep changing the backstory. Well, there, there was never a backstory. I like that. Yeah. I like that. The whole idea is that he's supposed to be this. He, like like when when they run the like Heath Ledger's Dark Knight. When they when they sort of run on him, they say there's no background. His clothes are custom made. There's nothing we can do to to indi- indicate where he came from. I like not knowing where yeah. where my Joker comes from. Well, that's the whole thing with the killing joke. <laughs> it's just remind me of like, you know, when you like get packaged food, it's like chicken nuggets. It's like, I like not knowing where my chicken comes from. <laughs> I've given the option. I prefer to know where chicken comes from. <laughs> uh, it remained the first film to do this until Batman the Killing Joke. You want to talk about that, Ethan? Yeah, so Batman the Killing Joke is a comic book. Well, the, the movie is an adaptation of the comic book, which came out uh, in 1988. So I I, I want to theorize maybe they were inspired by that, but it basically they were inspired by that. Oh, cool! They follows the same beats that in the Killing Joke they they reveal the origins of the Joker, um, but don't because it's the whole thing is 
it doesn't matter in the end. It really doesn't matter. But he's this down on his luck comedian, kind of like in Joker, who uh, to make money gets involved in like a some crime, and he wears this little red capsule, falls into uh, acid, becomes the Joker, and then there's some awful things to Commissioner Gordon's daughter. There is some awful things, and I hate it. Yeah, but anyway, it's a great story. Uh, apart from the Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Uh, and I actually own an original copy of this. Uh, yeah, really? Comic. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Uh, let's Alan talk Moore is brilliant. Some of the things that Batman did to uh, Vicky Vale's <laughs> father's daughter. <laughs> uh, according to Michael Keaton, his background in comedy proved really useful. Apparently, the scene with the dinner was his idea. Oh, cool. With weeks at a dinner table, uh, especially the line of dialogue. I don't think I've been in this room before. Another example, and this is what we're talking about because we cut back to him here, the idea of Bruce hanging like a bat after sleeping with Vicky Vale. That's- I think this is nuts. I think, I this, think is- this is how he actually sleeps. I think this is too far. Oh, I think it is supposed to be I, how yeah, he sleeps. Yeah. I think this is too far. I think it's too far too. Because he's not actually been bitten by a bat or anything. Yeah, he's just not, a boy. Yeah, he's not, it's not like Spider-Man where he like, has like spider, spider instincts yeah, because yeah. he's been bit by a spider. He just, That's what yeah, I mean, this is yeah. weird. But the thing he's hanging off of, that's what they used to do exercise to work on. out yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but still that's a bit too much yeah uh joker reads the paper he's upset that uh, someone else is called a freak who terrorizes gotham and he goes wait till they get a load of me <laughs> uh, in the morning vicky gets very clingy very quickly well you know very quickly she's like oh he's got money they have had <laughs> one date gonna stay in she here. wants lunch and he's like i can't really make it well come we'll, we'll do it later he goes, well, actually, I'm, oh. and then Bruce lines, he goes, I have to go out of town for a few days. And then Alfred sucks because she's like, oh, I'll see you guys when Bruce gets back. He's like, oh, we're not going anywhere. Alfred, the real, true and honest Alfred would never have made that mistake. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Is this it's a mu- holy musical ass. Batman, Alfred? Is that what you're referring to? He had covered his ass. No, because he just lies to Batman in that as well. He's actually okay. also Lucius Fox. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, the meeting of the mob bosses. This is this is another thing. Was a step too far. Yeah. Um, all the big uh, what was the guy's name? Grissom's men, kind of like next level sort of mob bosses around the no table. No one really takes him seriously. No one takes him seriously because well, he comes in like he does. But why take not? Why do they turn up in the first place? I guess each guy thinks they're going to walk away as the new head. Uh, okay, maybe. so that's why, right? Or at least maybe they can get politically in with who the last guy they want is Napier. Yeah, in any capacity. And he goes, oh, well, let's just shake hands. And there's this joy buzzer that goes on for way too long. And it's, oh, it's frying him from the, oh. And that had a bunch of. Ele- ant- so go ahead. Electricity, yeah. Yep. We were aware that it like flows between anything that it's contacting, right? So obviously it's touching. The actual buzzer bit isn't touching Joker's hand. Fine, great. But the other guy's hand who is shaking is touching the rest of his hand. Could we say that he's grounded through some sort of rubber sole boot or something like that? I mean, maybe, but like... I don't know enough about science. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Um, and then we get jokes like, Antoine got a little hot under the collar. Or have you ever heard the healing power of laughter? But then he wipes his brow, and it really kind of threw you really for a loop. confused, yeah. Because it exposes white underneath it. And George's like, wait, why is there white? And the idea is that his skin is now white, and what he's doing is he's putting on flesh color makeup over top of that we're going to talk about that in a little bit how that actually happens yeah um and so bob is sent down to see it was bob the goon to see Knox. you know bob but jack has a dialogue with the chart like he's a whole like like mini scene with the chart remained of antoine <laughs> is this just jack nicholson just i think he's just riffing, riffing i yeah. really do <sighs> he's editing do what you want to <laughs> 
Knox and Vale have an issue. He's giving her a hard time because he's jealous. He's jealous. Mm-hmm. And then she's giving him a hard time, but she is clearly distracted by Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she's more in love than she's about her job anymore. Yep. Uh, th- this was a partnership. We're going to go after Batman. Yep. Yep. Um, she's concerned. Vale follows Bruce Wayne. Like, this is a total stalker move. Who then lays a pair of roses in an alley, which then she'll later go, tell me what's so special about that alley. Yeah, well, that is very stalker. Very invasive of, of yeah, privacy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what are you doing? She then picks them up. Uh, the, the roses. Why do you not like, leave them? Why do you not leave oh, them? She put them back down. So what? It's not yeah, yours to go pick no, up. Yeah, no, I know, but like she didn't take them. Good Still, for her. It, it, what's wrong with her eyes? She can just look and go. Oh, there's two roses down there. I can confirm it is a rose. <laughs> a rose by any other name. Shakespeare was right. It wouldn't smell as sweet if I called it a pony. <laughs> what? Well, it's by any other name, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah I know, but like you, if you call if you call it whatever you want. It's still the I, same I, thing. I did pony. Yeah, so it a would rose still... by any of her name. No, because ro- it, so it would still. He's smell talking sweet, about the beauty the of language, thing. though. The word "rose" just sounds lovely. I think it just sounds like road. Oh, ha- have some poetry in your life for crying out loud! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm doing an English literature degree. Then shake up a rose, smell it. Oh, it's a garbage. So cat. your stance is I'm going to be anti Shakespeare. I'm not anti Shakespeare. I'm just anti the way that you like describe that line. It's it's a line he wrote. A rose by any of her. That's that's from that's from a sonnet. Yeah, I know it is. No, it's not. It's, it's from William it's Shakespeare. From, it's from, it's from well, William you're Shakespeare. You're right. It's from, it's from, it's from, from Romeo William and Juliet. Juliet. Yeah. What is a name? Capulet and uh, Montague. What a rose by name. name not still smell. Oh, baby, hang on. I think she argues the opposite of what I'm saying. She does. She yeah. does. My bad. I got it wrong. Uh, yeah, hit the button. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> An English teacher may. Now also, we- <laughs> also. Acknowledge me. cross the streams on that one. Um, where are we at here? Um... Oh, yeah, one of Grissom's associates claims he's running the show. He comes to the press and goes, I'm running all these businesses now. I'm the guy. And just, like, Bruce Wayne's checking it out. But then there's this mime who shows up. This used to freak the fuck out of me really? when I was a kid. Yeah, I hate mimes. Um, Jeez. Yeah. Left you speechless. <laughs> I was looking for a joke. But Problem I is, I got, I got stuck in an invisible box, <laughs> and I went loud out. I feel bad that I made fun of you. I should have mimed my business. You can just give me a thumbs down. <laughs> uh, uh, so the, uh, it's a great the, scene. The, the Joker comes up, like stabs him in the throat with a feather, with a pen. The Will, pen yeah. is mightier the than pen the sword. Is mightier than the sword. A joke which was much better. In Indiana Jones. Yes. And then Last Crusade. Great film. Came out the same year. Um, the I Joker. Really, pardon me? I love Indiana Jones so much. I, I really only like Last Crusade, I've discovered. I Topic for a different day, though. Raiders I like. Temple I tolerate. Raider, Raiders is meh. If you don't watch Raiders first, and you go back and you watch Raiders after you've watched Last Crusade, Raiders is very generic. They're two different movies. Like, like, there's some sophisticated storytelling in, in Last Crusade. Raiders just feels very basic as a result. I anyway. like that none of us even mention Crystal Skull. Well, no. I, I, I don't only mention Temple Doom either, because it sucks as well. Yeah. Not as bad as, as Crystal Skull. Crystal yeah. Skull's also, yeah. I, I was I, normal. Back to the Batman. Back to Batman. 
Um, I only say that because I can't draw anything like that. The pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah, Bruce Wayne is then grabbed by because the Joker is waving at Bruce Wayne as he as he drives off. He walks off. over to him. He's. Did you notice? He yeah, gets shot. He gets shot in the arm. Yeah, he's shot in crossfire. Oh, who he is gets, the Joker? No, 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 Batman. Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Oh, is it really? Yeah, he gets shot in the arm. Bruce Wayne gets sorry. shot in the arm. Wait, I'm like, but is his? Is, so is his suit bulletproof? No, right. My belief, Wait, George, the, hey, Liam. The number of times he gets shot in this movie is obviously there's some bulletproofing going on with his back. No, oh. I believe he's totally focused on Joker that he doesn't flinch because he doesn't feel it because he's Yeah, but then he focused. goes back to Alfred and takes the jacket off and the jacket's got a hole in it, but like he doesn't go sew me up, Alfred. Like there's no other men- there's no mention of him being okay. shot. Well, no, but I like this scene because he's so focused on the Joker and the Joker um, waves to him in the thing, but Joker doesn't know who he is. No, he doesn't. Bruce Wayne is then grabbed by Vicky Vale. I'm like... Go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vicky is being stared at by Knox. So it's a giant thing of, who are you staring at? Yeah. Vicky's the, jealous of Napier. The, the vicious dry triangle, yeah. Uh, Joker is jealous that Batman still gets all the press. And he's breaking, like, televisions, like, left and right here. Where um, is he getting these televisions from? I don't know. Uh, like he's Bru- a criminal. Bruce then gets love advice from Alfred. And I'm like, all right, buddy. Yeah, Alfred, he's not had anyone. He's like, he's like <laughs> Alfred is married to his work. He, he's, he's, he's like, he's like, dude, she was like, like she went and grabbed the roses. <laughs> she grabbed my arm. Trust me. She's, she's a clinger. The one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joker discovers Vicky Vale and refers to her as a lovely beast. Says she's about mm. to trade up. Uh, he cuts out her photo and we see Joker is surrounded in a nice overhead shot by hundreds of cut out photos he's cut out. To so show basically, the madness of what's going on yep. said, yeah. And she just looked pretty. That's the reason why he focuses oh, on yeah, her. She's pretty. Reason, yeah. And no, we also fashion sense. We also find out he's doing something. He's a stylist, yes. I love her dress. That beret, um, man. Says he's doing something with Axis Chemicals, uh, Action News. We find out there's been two dead people who are found with Joker-like smiles on their faces. And then the woman who literally has just reported on that 15 seconds later, her name is Becky. She suffers from the same thing. I, think, I I like this. I think um, that first lady on the left, what you see in the pictures, she, I think she's stunning. <laughs> Joker woman, I call her. Um, <laughs> and then this is interrupted by a Joker advert. And I think it's great. He's selling Joker products. And it's like this, brilliant. like, it's, it's like, creepy. You know? It's a send up of like, of like American C grade local advertising. Yes, yes, this yes, fits yeah. right in. It's like yeah. telemarketing type like his, adverts. It's yeah. brilliant. His costume also kind of looks like the Hawaiian costume that the Joker has in the killing joke, which the origin obviously is inspired by. And I'm like, yeah, that's nice. That's a nice cool book. Um. Thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> no, because he does. He yeah. he adds this stuff in. I just yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really hard for me to segue back out of it. But <laughs> I don't want to no sell it and just continue talking. But yeah. then all I can do is go. Thanks, thanks, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a little bun. Thanks, Ethan. Yeah, just a little thanks. <laughs> anyway, because if I go anyway, it sounds rude. I'm not trying because I, I value what he just added. I just don't. I go. <laughs> Oh, cool. Can we, have a, can we have a button that just says, this has been Ethan's contribution? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, your daily intake of Ethan's unnecessary trivia. In the in the, uh, in the commercial, though, we have cutouts of the two dead girls, which yes. is such poor taste. It is, but it's yeah. funny in a way. Um, Bruce then stumbles upon Napier's penchant for, he's like, oh, he's good at chemistry, this and that. He goes, hmm chemistry you say <laughs> it's like is this supposed to be him being the world's greatest detective is it this moment here where he finds out what he got his a levels and then goes chemistry, chemistry. Hmm. hmm poisons made out of chemicals <laughs> um then we go to more action news with the spinning newspaper which was a nice callback that to classic tv batman great that was great 
and then two anchors who look like crap and they never explain it. Because they're not, wearing, they're not wearing any products in case they get... In case they get... Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I get them, but, but they're sweating. They're <laughs> sweat- lights are hot. I think they're trying to say... Is that what it is? Yeah, TV lights they are always hot. So makeup pretty. stops you from, from feeling the heat of the, of the lights? It can, no. it, it can, if you've got enough powder on, it can stop you looking sweaty, yeah. yeah okay. But I think that's an exaggerated version just to say look we're not wearing the joker product he's got case. gross spots on it's because they're also not i using, thought he'd been like, poisoned they're not using no, like washing no, no, stuff no. either in they're case not. it's in oh, there maybe okay um and so billy d and the mayor are freaking out freaking out uh vicky phones to say she'll be 10 minutes late for the museum and bruce goes i'm not meeting vicky tonight mm. and you'd think if you were batman and you have access to a plane oh uh, i know right you could probably make it there before anything you know bad why, happens you know why you can't Gotta stop and put his eye makeup on, any. Right. <laughs> we go to the Flugelheim Museum, which is a clear parody of the Guggenheim. Didn't land. Okay, that lost on me. Guggenheim Museum is a big museum in New York City. Yeah, it's, oh, one, okay. it's one of the, it's one of the Okay, that was lost on me. Uh, she has a gift given to her. It's a gas mask. Wouldn't you know it? Um, wearing a mask saved her life. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a straight Just, up like proper yeah, mask later on as well. Just saying, wearing a mask saved her life. Everybody. That's, uh, <laughs> There we are. Um, Joker enters with the flesh face paint in this beret. Yeah, I don't. It's because he's going to a fancy place, isn't it? He's got his fancy gear yeah. on. Because he said he was going like to go make bonnet. He said he said I've cut out most of Jerry Hall's stuff in this because I, I found her to be really. She's nothing. Non-con- she's non-consensual. Non-consensual. Non-essential. Non-essential in this f- film, really. She probably is non-consensual by this point. <clears throat> but I think she's just to show that. Something beautiful he made bad. Ugly. Yeah, yeah. By the, yeah. And he's given her the whole, he's put chemicals on her face as well. <laughs> but they're going to desecrate works of art because he said he was going to make art. And this is where you get some stuff by Prince. Yeah. The first Yay. of our two or three songs. Uh, other artists approached were George Michael and Michael Jackson. But uh, with Prince, um, was also considered for the film's love theme. Uh, that didn't actually uh, work out. Prince wrote songs for the Joker, and Jet Michael Jackson turned down the opportunity due to his concert commitments. Uh, Tim Burton remembers first meeting Prince in the soundstage of the Batcave. <laughs> That's funny. Prince is, Prince is a little guy. He is, yeah. yeah. Talking around. <laughs> Uh, in the film, Joker has to mask his chalk white face by painting himself flesh-colored. In the script, it was specified the Joker would have to take this flesh-colored makeup off to reveal the white skin underneath, meaning the makeup's team had to find a way to take one layer of makeup off while leaving another one intact. So when you wipe it, how do you make sure it's just the one layer of it comes off? Do they put... Shit ton of settings, bro. Do they put white on his back of his hand so he wipes it on? No, clever idea, No. Um, makeup designer Nick Dudman came up with a solution. They painted Jack Nicholson with the white Pax paint they always used and then put a thin layer of food-grade silicone oil, which nothing sticks to on top of it. Ah. They then took flesh-colored grease paint and painted it to where it was literally sitting on top of the oil. Oh, okay. So a liquid. They painted onto liquid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Clever. must be so They then airbrushed and faded it to make it look natural. After soaking the Joker's handkerchief in isopropyl alcohol, Nicholson was able to wipe his face, and it would strip off the grease paint, but not the white Pax paint. That's clever. How do they get the white off at the end of the day with the oil over it still? Scratchy pad. <laughs> Don't know. Um, very liquid. A second go, I guess you take you you find a way to get all the oil off, and then yeah. you can take it off. Yeah, 
They didn't. Jack Nicholson just looks like that and he uses copious amounts of makeup each there day. <laughs> so we go to the second dinner date, this one between Vicky and the Joker. And he goes, you know how I knew I was destined for greatness? I make art. I'm the world's first fully functional homicidal artist. She goes, what do you want? He says he wants to be on the $1 bill. That's actually a, a, a plot line in a, um, I don't know if it's in The Dark Knight Rises or what it's in, but he does put himself on money and drop it and mm. cause people to go nuts. Uh, she goes, you must be joking. He, she, he goes, do I look like I'm joking? And she kind of goes, eh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really, he kind of just goes, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, he brings Jerry Hall out, and she's been burned with the chemicals, his creation, he says. Uh, he then tries to spray uh, Vicky, but fails. She throws water in his face. There's the whole I'm melting, I'm melting bit fails from fails. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And he's not, but he also kind of is. Like, it looks like it wipes off, like, tons of, like, both layers of makeup. I think he's doing this because he's now unveiling himself as the true color of what he is now. He doesn't want to scare her too much because he wants to be with her, doesn't he? That's why he's got the the flesh-colored makeup. I hear you in the sense if you can show me at any other point in the movie where he takes her feelings into consideration for a second, I will back up your theory. I know. That sounds – I know, because I never understood his first impressions, and they're important. He he gave her a gas mask. Yeah, Yeah, I know. But that's what I'm thinking. But why don't you just come in as the Joker as he is? I think the – I think the – it's interesting because he does do the flesh paint when he goes and he talks to um, the, goon, uh, the goons. The, not the goons. The, um, the, he- head, the, heads, heads, the heads of the families. Heads of the families yeah, yeah. yeah, he does it there too. And so, but I think that's because he wants to be taken seriously, doesn't he? Does he do it as well when he's on the float? No, no, no he's in he's in no. full Joker regalia. Yeah, at yeah that but point. he is no. in the flesh coloured one when he is on the TV the second time because he's then going. Yeah. Oh, he is too. Yes, I've yes. shown my true face, which yeah, is yeah. hilarious. Which, which is which is yeah. a lie, actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, interesting thought. Um, Batman with the save and the low voice. Hold on. And the Joker goes, "How does he get those wonderful toys?" <laughs> Which even then I didn't like a Heath Ledger voice rather than a Jack Nicholson voice. So you can't do a Jack Nicholson voice. Um, and she goes, get in the car. He goes, get in the car. She goes, which one? And, of course, this was the last real big thing we hadn't been shown yet. The Batmobile. is incredible. The chassis of a Chevy Impala. The engine... Also of the Impala, the taillights of a Ferrari, the fuel caps of a London bus, the mm. jet engine parts of a Harrier jump jet. The sliding cockpit was also inspired by that of a Harrier with the slim windows of a gun replacement. Uh, the art director added the headlights of a Honda Civic to the vehicle after noticing them on his wife's car. After seeing the initial life-size polystyrene, that styrofoam for you American folks, model of the Batman, uh, the Batmobile, Tim Burton turned to art director Terry Ackland Snow and said, great. Where's the door? (laughs) (laughs) The design team suddenly realized the design lacked any doors. And inspired by the cockpit of a Harrier jump jet, they came up with the idea of a sliding cockpit. Sliding cockpit, yeah. Now, that works for one person. For two people, that's a bit rough, isn't it? I always like the the front bit that spun around. That always reminds me of, like, air intake, you know? You want to hear one more mistake they made? Go for it. They didn't take into consideration the additional four inches that the Batman's cowl added to Michael Keaton's <laughs> height. Those two, like, ears that stick up. Yeah. That's funny. And so the cowl got stuck in the sliding cockpit the first time it was tested. Since the cockpit seats were, like, already done as low as possible, they basically they gave him an alternate cowl he had to wear when in the Batmobile. That's funny. Yeah. With shorter ears. You never know, though. <laughs> you never know. You never know. These are things you don't think about until no. until it happens, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've tried to plan things for plays and shows and things, and you don't realize until you're on, that's not going to work for yeah. this reason. Yeah. There's a chase. Of course, the Batmobile crashes into pipes and stuff, and they bail. 
They're trying to get Vicky up to safety. He's got his grappling hook, another kind of enigma. She goes, how much do you weigh? She goes, about 108. I'm like, that's, that's, that's so unfair. 108 pounds is nothing. Yeah. Oh, so they bat line up to the but roof. But he kind of mentioned that. He does. He? Uh, he gets shot by the goons, uh, and then she Batman also gets shot by Vicky Vale with a camera <laughs> as they try to take his mask off. Batman makes an instant recovery, and then there's a guy with swords because, of course, there's a guy with swords. <laughs> Again, Indiana Jones. Yeah, Batman beats him, and then he comes back down and tells Vicky Vale, you weigh a little bit more than 108. <laughs> I'm not uh, today. You wouldn't hear any sort of mention about how much no, do you weigh. No, no, no. Batman then drives her back to the Batcave, which apparently has an invisible or something that looks like a rock, but it's just an illusion. Is it a hologram? No, Hang on, like the the like opened, a shot where, yeah, in, she, yeah. she looks back and then it shuts down again. Oh, was it, it like opens? A, yeah, it's oh, like, a, it's like a garage door. All yeah. oh, right, going back to the grappling it's just hook. It's weirdly short. I like the idea of a hologram. <laughs> going back to the grappling hook though, quickly. Yep, it's valid what he says though, because everything is to his weight and everything else. I hear you. So, you know, you would ask that question because would it lift both? If you're Batman and you're setting your grappling stuff and you're going, <laughs> I may have to rescue people occasionally. Is 108 your barrier? Uh, maybe he's got... <laughs> I can maybe s- it was more than that, but he's now got... I can save children and... S- <laughs> I can save children and slim women. <laughs> the rest of you screwed. Yeah, you're on your own. <laughs> we get the reveal of the Bat Cave. He's literally got bats in the cave. Love yes. that. And one. One in a cage. Let the bat out. Like, the rest of its friends are all just chilling, hanging out in the caves. You can come and go as they like. There's a, got one bat in a bird cage. Why? Why that Friend. bat? Don't know. Uh, uh, eh? He's Let still obviously bat Batman. He lays out what Joker's doing to Vicky Vale and says it only works when the products are mixed. And she goes, you're not exactly normal, are you? He oh, goes, shit. He goes, it's not a normal world. <laughs> some, of the, some of the script is not good. No. No. <laughs> Um, she, he goes, there's something else you have that I want. And she goes, what? And then there's like this giant cowl yeah, shift. the vampire thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the, the, and, then, and, and we have a cut here. And then she wakes up perpendicular to her bed. <laughs> like groggy, has overslept for work. Still in the same clothes. Touches her breast. Yeah. And goes, oh, man, he took the film. Yeah. So we had a conversation here. What exactly happened? Liam, you want to give your theory? No, you're probably right. No, it's, it's, it's still fun, though, to have a conversation. I, I felt like, you know, they'd got drunk and stuff. And, <laughs> you know, movie's got a movie, right? Movie's got a movie. Uh, my impression of it, and George, I think you're the same one. Mm. Do you want to go out and explain it? Well, it, when he, like, does his cape thing, he, like, either drugs her or whatever, and she passes out, and he just takes it and then puts her back in her own bed. And she wakes up the next morning like, oh, shit, he took my tape. Best case scenario, he gives her some sort of, like, serum where she... She gets drugged and gives him the film of her own volition. Oh no, she like she just absolutely gets like she just passes out and he takes it out of her bra. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Ethan, what was your reading of this scene? Fear. Um, now that you've said that, I never even thought about that until now. We had a whole really discussion like, where Liam's like, I just, I just, I just can't watch it. We're like, we're, we promise we're not going to cancel Batman. I like anymore. We're not going to cancel Batman, I promise. Honestly, Plus, we, he we does these he, films apart. He does save her from, like, getting killed Who's by the Joker. the real villain I'm not saying it justifies anything, but... And George was trying to go on, well, on some level, he's already kind of seen her. Yeah, but it's still a consensual. No, 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 it isn't. But, like, there's there's different... There's nuance to it. And no, you shouldn't do it anyway. It would be okay. And but. because it keeps it vague, we don't really know. Yeah. yeah. This is the... 
morally gray. I understand why he had to do that, but at the same point, I don't like that he had to do that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, jo- uh, Batman is now giving everybody the code to crack in order to make sure they don't do the wrong combination of chemicals. Uh, Joker destroys another TV. He must buy a lot of TVs. He must have a TV guy. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at the Batcave, Alfred's like, <laughs> Batman's just doing his job. Alfred's like, hey, Bruce. Hey, Alfred. Yeah. Vicky's special. <laughs> It's like, wait, what? Uh, Alfred, uh, hey, leave him alone. Maybe you should tell her the truth. This is why Batman can't can't keep a secret identity a secret. Alfred's the problem. How long has this like film been on for? Like it can't be more than a few days. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I think so. Like so he's known her like three days and Alfred's like Go for it, mate. Alfred's getting on a bit, isn't he? And he just wanna make sure he's subtle. Do you know he's he's Uh, someone Bruce then goes to (laughs) Vicky and Vicky's house and she unloads on him and she won't stop and all pretty good stuff. She's like, You didn't talk to me, you didn't call me, and you're in some alley. Like at this point you're like, Okay, a a bit of an over travel here. But he he shoves her down in the seat, like grabs her, sits her down, tells her to shut up. And Which is all right, like in the situation, but we've just had the whole Diddy Groper for a yeah, camera yeah. tape just before. It. And he starts talking around the idea because we're like, is he going to say about his parents? Dying? We're like, no, no, he's building up to I'm Batman. Yeah. And then the bell rings and Pip Mind started you, she, barking. Hang on, she, she she's no saint either, taking pictures of him while while he's you know in laying flowers down and stuff and doing background yeah, checks. Yeah, I agree. So, you know. I agree. I agree. Works both sides. Um, and the doorbell rings, and Pip barked again. And, because you uh, can put dogs barking on the TV, and he couldn't give t-shirts, react, but a but, doorbell. Yeah, he's going to do that. Yeah. Right it's, it's the Joker. Um, and then we find out he brings up this mask and puts it on the mantle. A broken um, mask. It's like, yeah, a slightly broken mask. And um, I say slightly because he's about to smash it to pieces. <laughs> and says that um, Jerry Hall mm-hmm. um, threw herself out a window. And she's no longer around. And he's got, and he says, well, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. That's very Jack Nicholson. It is, isn't it? Mm. Um, and so, like, if that, something I could hear him saying, like, the, the departed or something like that. This next bit. Shining, maybe. Why would Bruce Wayne make himself known at this point? So that she doesn't get kidnapped and taken no, away. No, if she was about thing. to get kidnapped, she, there's no danger of her being kidnapped right now. He's just came in. What to say these things, and he hasn't forced her out or done anything. Why all of a sudden just slide out? He's I'm Bruce actually, Wayne. He's trying to he's protect. To be he's in, try- well, he doesn't do anything super Batmany. Mm. He well, and he's already kind of like knows he's going to get shot, so he's put his silver tray down his top. Yeah, we, see, well, we, don't, we don't know this yet, but yes, he kind of stares. Him we down. see him stare at a silver tray. That's all we see him do. Oh, I, I, I went straight to that's what he's doing it with. But yeah, no, this one. Yeah. But he stares him down, doesn't he? He goes straight up to him, square up to him. Well, sh- here's my first question: Shouldn't Napier recognize Bruce Wayne on his own without Vicky going? Bruce, yeah. don't Bruce. Bruce Wayne, like he's like a me- major mob boss, and he's like the richest guy in Gotham. Yeah. shouldn't they? You should know. Yeah. Um, Bruce says that he knows who the Joker is and then goes on this whole thing about a guy he knew once who was a bit nuts. And then basically this is a stalling tactic to let him get close enough to the fireplace where he can grab the poker and go, you want to get nuts? Ethan, you want to finish Let's it? Let's get nuts. There we are. Let's get nuts. And he's got the crazy eyes going. And this is kind of the scene I remember from Batman is this one, at least as far as Bruce goes. Um, I have no idea why the Joker or everybody else he's killed in this movie doesn't well he does shoot him i guess he does but once yeah, yeah just once everyone else he goes down bang, he goes bang bang the number bang. of times they do the whole is bruce dead no wait he's not in this movie it's got to be three or four times yeah yeah 
Um, and just before uh, he gets shot, the Joker asks him, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Oh, great. great. At which point Jack, uh, sorry, um, Bruce tweaks and goes, what? I remember this. I remember this and he gets shot. His bat ears twitch. And He's not jo- got bat ears. Joker <laughs> says, in a costume. Joker says, never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a Jack Nicholson thing. <laughs> Joker leaves and recites a poem, and we get a point of view shot from his perspective, leaving a very confused Vicky there. And I was also confused. Why did he go over to her place? Exactly, if he weren't going to take her. Like, he gives her a present of these dead roses? Is that the only reason why he went around hers? It's weird, isn't it? It is weird. We I, need I, Batman and the Joker. Maybe he's we, we need Bruce to find this out in an exciting incident, is what this was. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he got yeah. scared off. Maybe he was like, oh, if there's one man here, there might be a few more. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, but we find out Vicky goes up to leave and Bruce isn't there, but the silver tray is there with a dent from a bullet. I think the bullet's still in it. The bullet is still in it. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. It is. But my, my argument is the tray, you'd put it a certain way down your top so it didn't point outwards, but the bullet had been taken in on a different side. Oh, yeah. He'd have had, like, probably still internal bleeding, like, from... The force from of that being yeah, pressed yeah. into him, yeah. Um, we go to the precinct. At least a broken rib. We go to the precinct, um, maybe not precinct, I mean the uh, newspaper company, and um, we get the origin story of Bruce, and they go, what do you suppose something like that does to a kid? And we're kind of going, oh, what's, if you guess if you don't know, you're going, what's this? And if you know, you go, oh, okay, that's this again. Yeah. Uh, back to <laughs> back to Bruce, and uh, he goes, <laughs> he goes to Alfred, it's the scene, he stands on this ledge, looking down at Alfred, there's the, there's, <laughs> there's, there's the bat suit in the background, and he goes, do you get the file on my parents? And Alfred goes, yes, sir, it's on the table. And the table's literally right beside him. He literally just grabs it and goes, oh. He barely <laughs> I mean, turns. If not everything in the back cave was black, then maybe it would have been more obvious on oh. the table. I don't know. I hope this was like the ultimate British sarcasm. Yes, sir, I've put it on the on the table there for you. <laughs> um, we find out the 200th birthday gala has been indefinitely postponed. And but not for long. Not for long because... Uh, <laughs> There's there's, there's, there's like four television screens, and it was all four of them in this like viewing room were uh, the mayor. I mean, the two on the right turn into the Joker, and then everybody on the two TV screens <laughs> on the left turn the and look. So from our right. perspective, we're looking at these four screens, it makes sense. They're looking at the Joker. But from their perspective... They've just all turned right. I think it <laughs> was... It, I, I think they it's, must have like a monitor a spe- or something a speaker. there, but like it looks so yeah. silly. I think it's um, just for our benefit, not for real comic book it's, 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 it just looked really stupid yeah, but he pushes the screen doesn't he like he's oh he does in, in a minute then he does the wipe he pushes his hand and that was what causes you know, the wipe so well he can't make them turn he can do many things he can't make them all turn like i think that's visual for us not no, it's for, totally for us not oh, for it is. anything yeah. else. but it still looks stupid i, I guess we're just, we're just picking the hole going <laughs> okay, i know i know um, you know what else looks stupid that's what, we do, that's what we do on this podcast Liam. we look at things and go what how they do that you know what else looks stupid when he's in his Batman costume and he turns and he's like, I am. Uh, well, I, think we, I think we talked about this. Is that he, he couldn't move his neck. No. In the original. That's why he's so I, I think he even says in number two, I can't, you know, I, I, I can move my neck. Something about some improvements he's made to the suit. Yeah. Because I, he really couldn't move his. If his, you're the cost, costume person on this thing. This is a massive win already to do this. I mean. If you're like the costume person on this film and you're going shit he can't move he looks stupid would you not adjust the suit yeah but that's not as no why not because this is the i mean getting it to this point is an achievement unto itself yeah 
This is the first time I've used a costume. So you get like it this. there. We shoot it. Okay, we're doing a sequel. Let's see if we can give us some more movement. Yeah, no, sequel, okay. but not a first one. Not going back to square one because that's what a huge square one. You just put like cuts with like really small cuts. Yeah, but this is all I'm not a costumier. I don't know no. what it would take to do this. Mm. I don't I mean, think it's nearly as simple as you're making it. Out I to think be. you've got to sculpt it around them and stuff like that. And well, they released Maybe, a photo yeah. recently um, because Michael Keaton like was able to put the the original cowl back on because obviously the flash movie and that that thing just looks it's just thick and perfectly sculpted to his face what i was just pretending i was michael keaton inside the cow so. <laughs> <laughs> um oh dear i really thought it was waiting it. I no, no you're fine this is where we need that and this is beneath his contribution yeah. but no it's great i, I really appreciate that <laughs> Um, but the Joker promises that he's going to call a truce so they can do the festival. He's going to give people $20 million in cash. He then wipes the screen, like I said. Uh, he then sets forward a challenge to Batman. I've taken off my makeup. Lie, you've actually put extra on. Extra on, yeah. Let's see if you can take off yours. Good line. This is where we have the flashback of the origin story. We have Thomas Wayne. We have Martha Wayne. Why did you say that name? <laughs> They're leaving the cinema. <laughs> I have it in my notes in brackets. Why did you say that name? Yeah. Um, they're leaving the cinema, and there's so many Dutch angles that clearly are like... So this. many. George, did you pick up this was uh, a flashback at this point? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's in black and white. Bruce Wayne is the... Ha- no, it was in black and white. No. Bruce Wayne is the... Is it not? Ha- no. My, my brain viewed it as black okay. and white. Bruce Wayne is the <laughs> happiest child in this. Yes. Probably because Wowie. George is going... Why does he still have popcorn? I'm like, they must have bought him another popcorn on the way out of the cinema. They've just finished and they still got popcorn. He's a rich kid. They gave him a second popcorn. Didn't they come out of the cinema before it ended? In, traditionally, yes, because he doesn't understand it or he's sad or something like this. That's this why one's he's got the popcorn, cl- isn't it? This one's clearly he's smiling in this one. Usually yeah. he's crying. Yeah. 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 Is it Batman Begins where he gets really scared of something? That's it. Or, yeah, because yeah. I didn't know if it was that or the, the Batman versus Superman one. Um, and so the pearls get clutched, all the things we're, we're used to seeing, and then we get, tell me, kid, you ever dance with the devil with a pale moonlight? And Bruce Georgia, like, you kind of went, why wouldn't they just, like, de-age him or something like this? No, that was Liam. I was I was praising what it looked were like. You, you were no, saying that, right? no, 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 no. I just don't understand why they didn't use Jack Nicholson and just sort of made him up to look younger. I think you could. Yeah, uh-huh. you could. Could I you? thought he looked. I thought he looked the really difference. quite close to Jack Nicholson. No, he was no, really good. no, he didn't. He, I thought he was all right. No, three, no, three, no, three, no. three or four of us. I'll just you, you look, to be fair, okay, if you put them side by side, he's I'm got a asking, longer. Not, he's got a longer face. I'm not asking if it's a dead ringer, but is it close enough that you can make the the connection? The only thing that guy had the same as Jack Nicholson is that smile. That <laughs> that's is a, it. a good smile. To um, be fair, he doesn't say, do you dance the devil? He's like, do you dance with the yeah. devil and the pale moon? I'm just saying, they could have probably used Jack Nicholson and just aged him down. With what, what though? <laughs> hey, this isn't nearly the biggest concern I have. The biggest concern I have in this movie is, we go back now, we're in the Batcave, and Vicky Vale just walks, walks in. Walks in. With <laughs> huh? Yeah, but she's just realised who he is but how does she get to how the does she, cave how does she realize it how does she find herself this, did you look at the photo we don't see that no but you see that realization in her eyes and she goes oh i see and but how she does she get back out. to the back cave no she doesn't what she does she goes back to wayne manor and so, alfred lets her in and alfred lets her in i don't think alfred would do that without batman's permission no, no he clearly does no he does I, I don't think he would no, he, just, he does though we see him but he's been saying all along, she's the one. Now, here's should, my thought. If you're Vicky Vale. He shouldn't, then. If you're Vicky Vale and you're going, holy crap, my... <laughs> holy crap, Batman. The, the, guy, the guy I think is, is my boyfriend. 
<laughs> but this guy who I'm, you know, he's Batman. There's many questions I have. My first one is not, why won't you let me in? <laughs> when you're literally in his Batcave. And so and there's some terrible writing in this thing. She's like, I just want you to love me. And he's like, he's like, I, I got the Joker going on. I don't have time for this <laughs> right now. Is anyone Four not dressed? Is yeah. anyone not dressed in the situation that, you know, she's just found out he's Batman? Yeah. You know. And all she wants to do is talk about, about the think, relationship. When you think you're a bit slightly unhinged here going around doing what you're doing? There's no point. I'm worried you're going to hurt yourself. It's just, I don't understand where we stand. <laughs> also, you're actually a murderer. Maybe I don't want to be with you anymore. He just you goes, know everyone's favorite part of the Iron Man movies were when Pepper was like, yeah, but where do we stand yeah. in our relationship, at Tony? Least, at least like she knew he was Iron Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. The emails just find this out, and she's still like, we'll put that to the side. First off, do First you off, like me? Me. <laughs> Uh, so I'm batshit crazy goes, about you. He goes, I've got priorities. I got to go to work. Got to go to work. And then we go to the Batmobile drives. And the chemical plant drops a bomb and leaves. I don't know how it turns around in this narrow corridor. It was shown driving through. Oh, it's got one of them swingy things in it. You know, the <laughs> arm things that go around, you know. Joker was missed. He's in a helicopter. We go to the parade. More prints and just a one-man float. And it's a really good-looking float. It is. Yeah. It's like a birthday cake. He's in front of this 200 birthday cake. It's a great yeah, yeah. shot. Everybody wants to share 20 million. It's thrown out to them. Joker has a throne. It's actually based on some Swedish throne. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, he says, and at which point, like, Knox is, like, with Vicky Vale again. He's just bitter now. Take a picture. Gotham's greed. And Joker says, time to play. Who do you trust? Because I'm giving away free money. Batman, he's at home washing his tights. And then the float balloon gives out gas right after Joker says he's going to kill everyone. Vicky Vale then goes, oh, my God, he's going to kill everyone. Like, she, she sees it on the balloon. I'm like, yeah, he literally just took his mic microphone and told us this. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but she's like i've seen that guess before and then still waits a few more seconds before going i should probably get in the car yeah um and then batman comes in with his bat wing takes the balloons away my only concern here how did he think he was gonna land this bat wing i don't know <laughs> on the top of a building <laughs> where was he planning on i didn't see the wings fold in and he can like park it in a parking space well he crashed it didn't he so yeah but before he does that, he goes up and shoots, and it goes right up to the moon, and we get this brilliant yeah, shot oh, of the brilliant. Batman logo. I love that. Cool shot. shot of the Batman logo. I love that. That's <laughs> the shot of the movie. It's great. Um, Batman then has the Joker in his sights, and this face-off is very Dark Knight, because Joker just extends his arms and is like, you know, kind of like, I want you to do it. I want you to do it. Hit me. Hit me. And you know, that kind of big, thing. big gun out, doesn't he? His big, but, long And we have, like, this giant red target. So clearly, Batman is shooting to kill. Not to wing, not to hurt. He is shooting to kill. At which point, I'm going to get the sight. Get Lucius Fox to look at the sights on that because it's not really accurate. But yeah, again, no, he like shoots missiles and it that misses. Kills his parents. Right. My 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 point is they, they that he is miss. shooting to kill, but they all miss. <laughs> oh, okay. So we have a giant red target. Surely that should that indicated to me beep, he should beep, be beep, dead. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> And why don't you? And we see him like load like a rocket, but the rocket never explodes. No. We just see a chippa, 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 chippa of like a little machine gun fire. It's a really weird warning. And wouldn't you think also Multiple. that the Batwing would be kind of bulletproof? 
Yeah, one bullet and it's taken down. Yeah. If his suit's bulletproof, you think and his, his machinery car is would bulletproof. Be. Yeah, and the aeroplane gets shot once. Yep. Mm. Should have put a silver tray in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Vicky runs and checks on the Batwing, but Bruce isn't in it. Uh, Joker then goes and finds Vicky there and says he's got to make it to the church on time. Ethan, did you pick up that reference? Yeah, I can't remember the musical, but I know it's from a musical. It's My Fair Lady. That was it. I'm getting married in the morning. Ding dong, the bells are gonna chime. Uh, Come on, girls, and kiss me. Tell me that you'll miss me. But get me to the church on time. Different verses, I'm guessing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He calls for the helicopter on the roof for five minutes. He goes, okay, ten minutes. Um, At this point, there's ten minutes in the film left. (laughs) That's brilliant. Uh, Vicky Vale wasn't supposed to be in the third act. Oh. Originally, she doesn't go into the tower, but Kim Basinger convinced the filmmakers otherwise and initiated script rewrites. You're going to find uh, out no one knew what the script was in this film. No. Um, so uh, the, the continued rewrites of the script late into production meant Tim Burton wasn't sure how the film was going to climax. When shooting the cathedral scenes, he says, direct quote, here are Jack Nicholson and Kim Basinger walking up this cathedral, and halfway up, Jack turns around and says, why am I walking up all these stairs? Where am I going? To the top! Tim Burton says, we'll talk about it when you get to the top. He said, when you get to the top, I did tell him, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the top, and the bell is sent down to destroy the stairway and prevent anyone else from getting up there, but Batman, thankfully, is already up there there's a fun little joke where joker says i got a bat in my belfry um, <laughs> shall we dance not a metaphor he actually is going to dance with vicky for a while he is. and she's like a rag doll yes she is she's uh, dancing com- with the devil in the pale, pale moonlight. moonlight very nice yeah. complete with circus music which we don't know if it's diegetic or not because so much of the music has been diegetic in this i like, really did he like bring his this box. who knows you liked it on top of the th- okay Boom, I like boom, the I like the music, box. not the okay. scene, but I like the music. The spotlights from the bottom, and Batman takes out the goons one by one. And uh, Joker says to Vicky, "But without you, I wouldn't want to go on." Puts a gun out and pulls it, and it just says "bang" on a uh, bang on, on a, a little on a flag, flag that comes out. Batman takes a punch and bangs his head off the church bell. I guess you could say he got his bell rung. Um, mm-hmm. You could say we were made for each other, Joker says, beauty and the beast. He says, of course, if anyone else calls you beast, I'll rip your lungs out. Their lungs out. Yeah. Oh, their lungs out. Yes, thank you. Uh, I would have you remember when In- he first cuts her picture out, he calls her a nice beast. Ah. Things you notice when you're yeah. making the notes. And also in the dark night, he say, he's hanging, isn't he? And he goes... Me and you are destined to do this. We're forever. destined to do this forever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vicky sees Batman, and then her move is to start kissing Joker <laughs> on his suit. It's just on his sleeve. Yeah. I like your sleeves. William, you're a you're a red <laughs> red blooded. I thought you were going to say I was a sleeve. No, then. you're a, <laughs> you're a you're a you're a, you're a red blooded male. I am. People, if you're wearing a long suit jacket, people kissing the fabric of your... Is that, is, 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 is no. that doing it for you? As far as I know, we go for the quickest part of the skin we can get to. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I mean, as far as receiving kisses, though. Yeah, so like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You lips, necks, yeah, 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 yeah. even like pull back a little bit of the fabric on the arm, but like skin. I probably didn't phrase that very like, well. She yeah. like disappears, <laughs> she disappears you know I mean. downwards very quickly. Well, hang on, it starts there, she goes thing. up and down, and At then the she day, says... Like, she's not going to go for his mouth, is she? No, and she, well, no, of course not, because of the, what's going to happen yeah, with the yeah, makeup, yeah. right? So that's a good point. But then she goes, purple. I love purple. And then she disappears out of the shot. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And she's not there for very long, though, before we get, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? He was smiling, though. And he's smiling, and he punches her. I say punches her, punches her, jeez. <laughs> punches Joker. Um, and so they start talking. He goes, you know, I, he goes, uh, the, the, the Joker says, you made me like this. This is your fault. He goes, I made you. You made me first. And he goes, hey, I was a kid when I killed your parents. No, How does Joker know this? He has no idea. Because that means Joker knows the secret identity, yeah. which would have been a really interesting point to actually had in the movie. He had no idea. No idea. And then he flips again later. This is the proof that the script is getting rewritten yes, at the last yes, minute. Yes, yeah. unless, yes. He's, unless they're the only people that he's ever killed. He says, I've got this thing I say before I kill people. This is his Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah but it's, unless that is the only other time he's used it. Um, as I strike down upon thee. Yeah. No, there's no way. There's no way. It's, it's, it's Samuel Jackson's as I strike down upon the with, with great, great vengeance, vengeance and furious He anger. does that every time yeah. he does something. Yeah. 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 But you say, I do this every time I kill someone. It doesn't mean I've done this once. I'm no. looking forward to doing it again. And think about starting something. You're going to be in my next one. Does this work for you? Just, I, I'm workshopping this. Yeah. <laughs> he's the sort of person that would do that, isn't he? Like, he's very flat well, Now. Now, yes. Um, so, uh, Joker is thrown... Uh, oh, hang on. He backs up. And he goes, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? <laughs> That's funny. I really like that, actually. I it tickled did. me. But then Joker's thrown over the edge, and he's not... Uh, I think he's dead, but he's not, because he comes out of nowhere and throws them over the ledge. And they're hanging on, and he stomps away at the ledge. Then the helicopter arrives. My only concern here is he goes over the ledge. Yep. Now, if he's hanging on somehow, he's got one don't, hand. Don't ask. He grabs both. Jeff, I know. Don't ask too many questions about this. <laughs> okay. We're nearly at the end. Yeah. The helicopter arrives. He goes, sometimes I just kill myself. Interesting. Yeah, funny. Uh, he grabs the ladder, but Batman latches his leg to a gargoyle with a uh, like grappling hook kind of thing. Like theme, the, Bobby. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a point of view shot as he realizes what's about to happen. And no point is he go put take me back, take me back. No. Um, he falls, and then Bruce helps Vicky up, and then they fall. It's quite gruesome. But there's a grappling hook, and I'm sorry, they get stopped in like an instant. It's like a slowdown. No. It's just an instant jerk. Like your shoulder, best case scenario, is out of its socket. Yeah, like terribly. Yeah, yeah. Worst case, you probably just sawed both of you in half. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joker is then found with a laughing overhead spinning zoom. He would be liquid here. I do like this bit, though, with them. It's a nice image. It's a nice image. With just and it that. spins. Yeah. As it zooms in. Uh, Joker's men have all been caught. That was quick. Public, they have changed clothes by this point. Yep. Public safety in Gotham City is no longer a laughing matter. Oh, that was quite good. That was funny. You did laugh out loud. Uh, Knox asks Vicky Vale about their Pulitzer. What about your picture of Batman? She kisses him on the cheek. He goes, good enough, and moves on. Batman wants Gotham to call him, and he left a symbol, the bat signal. You probably better establish the rules before you go using that. What, what exactly can <laughs> yeah, he be called surely for? surely he would see that in the sky and go, oh, they want me. Oh, they turn no, it no, on. No, no, yeah. no. Oh, He's, they're just trying it out. Al, Alfred <laughs> tells Vicky Bruce is going to be late. She goes, I'm not a bit surprised. And we see Bruce staring at the bat signal. Like, did that, like, you don't just use this for the sake of, okay, here's three seconds, turn it off. Yeah, it's yeah. on. And which one, is Vicky Vale, like, quitting? Is she leaving, or is she just going to live with Bruce and his money? I think so. Oh, yeah. So that is uh, in a, in a thing. That was Batman. So Batman. I hope I don't remember which button I'm in the end game now. Uh, I know we're in the end game now. Is it this one? It's the green one. <laughs> we're in the end game now. And we are on the end game now, and they just found out the green is end game. There you go. So, uh, Liam, you had a week off. Random word, buddy. 
Random word, goons. 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 We're going to get all Goonies gifts. Not Goonies. If you, if you give me a Goonies gift, you don't win. You don't win. You don't win. <laughs> no Goonies. I, I've got a very complicated history with the Goonies. Hey, you guys. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, the money. Baby roof. Let's talk about the money, shall money, we? Money, money, money. I can't believe, actually... <laughs> all that i gotta stop a minute for the money because i uh, wrote down all sorts of notes for the money and didn't actually write down the actual figures for it so just one moment 31 please. million i should probably give you the uh because you're way low <laughs> so i should probably but let me I give you a, bu- let me give you a budget here okay? okay i think i found this one out by accident so i'm, I'm upstate okay the budget was 35 million dollars Okay, that was the budget. What do we think it took home in the box office? Oh, I, 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 was, I was going for the budget they were going for. Um, oh, no, more you say one twenty, Georgia? Yeah. Okay. No, two sixty. Two sixty. Uh, I've got for a total. I've got two fifty one domestic. Woo! Four hundred and sixteen uh-huh. worldwide. Wow! Whoa! That's Rem- a lot of money. Sorry, four hundred eleven point six worldwide. That's you can see why they're going to do a sequel. <laughs> yes. Upon release, it became the highest grossing Batman movie and highest grossing film adaptation of any DC Comics character. Both records would wouldn't be passed until the release of what movie? Jurassic Park. That's not a DC Comics oh. character. <laughs> Oh. Nor uh, is it. Nor actually, is it Warner Brothers. <laughs> actually, Jurassic Park was a Marvel comic, but there we go. Um, is it? Oh, well, hang on, wanna... Jurassic Park was a Michael Crichton novel. No, but that was made into a. a oh, Marvel... did they later make it into a Marvel? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Marvel comic. Yeah. Wait, is it? Are you saying like films what is the highest grossing one, or what? What beat it? After? What, what beat it to become the highest grossing? DC Ooh, Comics, oh, Batman care. and Robin for sure, wouldn't it? Nope. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay, uh, uh, it would be the Dark Knight. Well, of course, well, yeah. I was going to say that, but I well, you should have been like more obscure. <laughs> Domestically, it was the highest grossing film in 1989. Worldwide, it came second only to one other movie. In 1989, we already talked about it: that Indiana other, yeah, Jones one, yeah. oh, and The Last hey. Crusade. Oh, okay. Um, this was the highest grossing Warner Brother movies of the 1980s. The previous decade, the highest was Superman. Yes. So there we go. Yeah, yeah. Jack Nicholson received a percentage of the gross. Fuck. Wow. Any guesses how much he gets paid for this? Um, what did you say the total gross was? Four eleven point six. Four million. Okay, four million. No, more than that. I'm saying forty-five million. Forty-five million. Yeah, Georgia. Eight million. Sixty million dollars. Wow. <laughs> to this day, it is the single highest so as of 2003 i believe it still is the case it's the single highest movie record for an actor's salary just for his job as an actor nothing else not a producer that's incredible as an actor let it be said they would never go down that road again no wonder that's his favorite movie role (laughs) (laughs) if i was like i was money i'd watch it every week as well you want to see what they paid me 60 million dollars to do i got to fuck about on set now he's the joker i'm Um, coming late because i was out partying for awards batman was released at a time when action films were not recognized at the oscars warner brothers tried to get this movie pushed for best picture best actor for both michael keaton and jack nicholson and for kim basinger for best no acting way. in a supporting role uh, act- by an actress right? best director best cinematography yada 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 it got one nomination best score? music score yeah. no special effects nope costume nope uh scream they saw george's argument how he couldn't move <laughs> and they went you can't do that why don't, you just, why don't you just cut a couple of holes in there i didn't mean holes i meant like <laughs> slits around the joints screenplay <laughs> you've got to be kidding me <laughs> art direction 
Oh, okay. So you look Fair. at those, you look at those backdrops. Oh, yeah. You know oh, what I mean? there you yes, go. of yep. course. See? Yeah, yeah. Um, which one? Uh, upon winning Best Art Direction at the 2062nd Annual Academy Awards, production designer Anton First quipped, me instead of Jack Nicholson, I love it. It was the first Batman movie to win an Academy Award. It would be the only one until it was beaten by which Batman movie? Dark Knight. Dark Knight. The Dark Knight we would win it. too. Here's the little game we've done recently. If we had to do this movie, who would you cast as who? Me as Batman. <laughs> okay, it's not the case. I'd be Vicky Vale. <laughs> Um, I'd be Batman. I think you'd be Batman. I yeah. do. I do. Uh, you'd be Joker. You've played Joker already. Oh, I've done. I've done. I've dressed up as Joker. I've done a little. There's a little bit of acting involved in right. it, but you're unless, unless you're non-dialogue acting as an actor. Yeah, you're the funny, no, non-funny just, guy, aren't you? Yeah, so I could do that. I guess. Joker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Ethan? Ethan it might be would, Billy D. Williams. Ethan can be Alfred. <laughs> no, <laughs> Ethan would Butler. be the reporter. He'd be Knox. He'd be Knox. Georgia. I think I'd be a great Joker. If we're, if we're flipping genres, no, no, I'd no. be brilliant. You'd, you'd be Bob the Goon. Bob the Goon, I was thinking Bob the Goon. <laughs> Bob the Goon's great. Bob the Goon is no, brilliant. Be, but, he's, but he's like slimy. You realise that as actors, you have to play a range of roles, right? A range no, I don't of mean like... ear piercing, to be fair. I don't mean like, like character-wise slimy. I mean like he looks slimy. But that's part of the role sometimes. I don't want to look like I've got a wet face of slime. <laughs> if I get this part, I got to wear on like a, like two sets of makeup. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, are, that's, that's that's better than you looking are one slimy. Of the, the the first dead girls of the <laughs> one of the smiling the girls smiley, the models. Smiley, yeah, <laughs> there we are. <laughs> you could, you, 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 you're the bat. You're you the bat in the cage. You could be the the, I'm the bat in the cage. <laughs> you could be you could be the the uh, the news reporter who like has to have a laughing fit moments after reporting on it. Yeah, you've yeah. had laughing fits before. What does it be like nine different roles for the movie and see if anybody notices that you're there? That'd be brilliant. You yeah. wouldn't even recognize yourself. Um, <laughs> whose story is it? Batman's. The Joker? It's because he's uh, built he first. I, mean, I want to say the Joker. No, it's Batman's. But he's already a sleazy asshole before he turns into the Joker, isn't he? So, I mean, he yeah, does. He, change, is, yeah. they he keep changes back a little to, bit, but not Batman massively. And Bruce Wayne. It's his story. Yeah, I don't think it's Vicky. I think it's got to be Bruce Wayne's story. Yeah, that's yeah. And probably this is probably the most Bruce Wayne Batman film there is. Yeah. Yeah, because if you think... Um, he spends in, a lot of time as Bruce Wayne in this yeah. one. Like uh, Christian Bale's Batman's. He's not really... Apparently the new one don't don't expect very much time as Bruce Wayne at all. I'm okay good. with it. They say it's mostly Batman. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> I prefer Bruce Wayne. What is the story here? Uh, the screenplay writers didn't know themselves, so oh, how are we supposed okay. to know? <laughs> It does feel. I mean, this is, you know what this evil is, and evil. I say this with with all the goodwill in the world and all the venom in the world at the same time. <laughs> this is just let's pick a comic. It's going to sound stupid. Let's take a comic book story and put it on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. Basically. But you know, it's the girl up, and like, it's every trope. Visually, it's stunning. You know, if you look at these dialogue, what do you mean to me? But it was like a single panel as opposed to like acting. Mm. I could I could deal with it some of this. Sense. Yeah, I could deal yeah. with some of this crap. It's just when you put it in the notion, like, they hadn't quite figured out maybe necessarily. I know comic what the screenplay films. was. Yeah. I, I know what the screenplay was. It was a comic. And they were just reading the comic mm. as they were doing it. Yeah, maybe. Well, especially because it's like <laughs> beat for beat. into like a whole different level. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan, beat for beat from? Especially was like beat for beat from, you know, like, the killing joke and it's just let's make this origin in real life and there'll be people go oh i know that thing that's that thing ah oh, cool 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 and then expand ever so briefly yeah um i mean even the bit where like just finish at a tall tower and someone's gonna fall yeah. and it just it just is what it is yeah. isn't it it's very disney villain yeah it's very much a disney mm. ending 
um, as a kid, too, it felt like all the movies were ending with falls from great heights. It would always get my anxiety up as a kid. I didn't really know how to deal with heights. Maybe that's why you're it's afraid like of heights. It's like the sky beam now. No, I can tell you why I'm afraid of heights. It's because of my mom. Oh. <laughs> I used to have no fear of heights. I remember we went to the Greenwich um, Observatory yeah. when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And there's this bit where if you want to see the telescope that you can look out for and all that stuff, there's these stairs that go up and you end up on this landing on like a roof. And then you like move like 100 meters and there's a door and you go in there and there's the... Thing. And my mom got so panicked when we got to the top that she like we we, we had to go down. We we couldn't. I'm like, mom, it was it was. Oh, I was very young, but I'm like, mom, it was it was it was like literally just there. <laughs> it was there. I can I saw it. I could see the room we had to go into because it was just like a like a you know like a like a, a small room on top of a bigger building, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was just a matter of just going into this sort of you know smaller cube. You know, here's our floor. There's the new thing. But yeah. yeah. So I think I sort of adopted between that and other things. I just sort of didn't go near heights and was sort of programmed if you will that they're bad that heights are bad that heights mean you're gonna fall whereas See, as a kid i was like always climbing trees and probably you know you know the, the ruins in barry said edmonds yeah, yeah, yeah. i used to climb all over those and jump off the top of them not supposed to do that <laughs> you <laughs> are the reason they are more ruined yes <laughs> bales of hay and stuff and jump off them but um my my talking about programmed um fears yep. my mother was scared of lifts and I have this phobia of lifts, but I'm one of these people that is, you know, I will go in them. Yeah. And I'll go, no, I'm okay. I'm good. And really, I'm inside. I'm panicking like hell. Is that why when we went to see Alice in Wonderland in that interactive theater The lift thing, that wasn't actually moving. The yes. lift that wasn't yourself, moving. Yes. You? They grabbed some girl and pulled her through it. And you grabbed my arm and went, don't you leave me. <laughs> <laughs> I clung to you like you a did. leech. <laughs> you did. You were terrified. We were going to split it up. Do you know what my programmed fear is? Yeah. Spaghetti. <laughs> Genuinely, I do not eat spaghetti. I was talking to this about day. this for something not long ago where I went, Georgia has a f- does not like I know it was a fear of spaghetti. I, I, I physically cannot put it in my mouth. Like Is I it think it's like a twits? genuine phobia phobia. No, phobia. it's because my dad used to tell me it was worms. Oh really? Oh, that still stays. I cannot I love spaghetti. I love spaghetti. Get this though. Yeah. I can eat noodles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know in my brain it's like the yeah. same thing, but I just cannot eat spaghetti. Don't watch Lost Boys then. I was watching I was watching sorted videos today and I was just like, I could eat pasta five days a week. I really could. I, I could love eat it. pasta. Me too. Oh. I like other pasta. Yeah, I know you do. That's yeah. the weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Come out me is. Um Ethan, do you want to share programmed fears because the rest of us did? <laughs> um gum. I might have talked about this at some point. I have a fear of gum. Really? Um no. no, so there's there was an episode of Hannah Montana where like she's like, Oh, I don't like gum and there's like a scene where you have a POV of someone as a baby and their very gross, greasy nan like is chewing gum and drops it on them. And ever since then, I've the, the thought of gum, I like, I could cry because of how scared I get of gum. That is of Hannah Montana. Yes. Because <laughs> of Hannah all, Montana. Like, personal. Yours was because of a TV show. And that is well, a contribution it, from Ethan. There, it made me catching. react so <laughs> negatively. <laughs> Um, roll of women in this film. Georgia, mm-hmm. you want to start off? Uh, it's not the best, is it? No. no. <laughs> There's like two women. One, one is... shouldn't even be in there. Yeah, one's a bit of a sleeper. Oh, I totally forgot about Sherry Hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the other one is obviously very good at her job. I guess. To start with. To start with. We get show, we get shown a, a cover of Time magazine that they never ever put the photographer's name, but for her, oh. we gotta make sure we establish yeah. her as being important. Yeah. Yeah, so she's, oh. she's we're, we're told she's good at her job. Sure. But, you can photo like dead people real well. Outfits, though. Yeah. But, yeah, it's shit in it. 
it's not good. <laughs> it's rough. I mean, they're all. I mean, they're, they're, they're one's the one who dies, and one's the damsel in distress. Yeah. You don't want to see it repeated. Who mm. then gives great. up her career to go and live with? Well, Batman. we think, yeah, that's what it portrays. Us, How many it? times does Vicky Vale scream in fright in this movie? Oh, Forty-seven times. No, twenty-eight, seventeen, twenty-three. Oh, so I see that. Ethan just pips you on that one. Yeah. Um, favorite character. Can we have an honourable mention? Go ahead, buddy. Cool. What do you got? You have to go first, then. My honourable mention is Bob the Goon. Oh, okay, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I like Bob the Goon. I'm because with you. I don't yeah. think that guy had a I just a very like that he's part. called Bob the Goon in the credits. And I think yeah. he picked up his part more than he should have done. Yeah. Uh, and I think he stood out for me. No other Goon stood out apart from Bob. Um, <laughs> and my favourite, Mug Keen. I'm a huge Mug Keen fan. Have I- been ever since I was a kid. Uh, Georgia. Alfred. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He let Vicky Vale in. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit... I didn't say he's a good character. He's just my favourite character. <laughs> like, he's a pretty crap butler. He's a pretty... No, he picks up he after starts, him, he? He starts off all right. He's a cheeky he, he, bastard. He, he lets people into the lair. Like, surely that's like job one for Alfred. <laughs> that's what I mean. No, I do, I do like Bruce Wayne in this. I don't... Like, Batman's a different level. It's, a be, yeah. it's better than the other Batman. I prefer this version of Batman because it does lean more towards the campy, and I think that's helped by the Joker as well in this. He's very campy. Because he's very campy, very silly type, which I really enjoy. Um, but, yeah, no, Bruce Wayne in this I quite like as well. Okay, Ethan. Uh, it's the same as Liam. I like Michael Keaton because, the, the, like, just the, the mix. Because with The Dark Knight, I have this very weird thing where Bruce Wayne and Batman don't feel cohesive together. They feel no. like very two opposite things. And that works for that character, in that film but in this they merge so well that you don't know where one ends and the other one begins and i've always liked that as a dynamic for batman and bruce wayne is same. you don't know when he's on and when he's off and almost as michael if they're Ke- the same person exactly <laughs> but michael keaton just does that perfectly well, for me in this the argument that some people make is that yeah, bruce wayne is the disguise not batman yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and i like that um i'm gonna go for honorable mention because liam got one so i'm gonna yeah, take one really? my honorable mention i'm gonna go with knox Knox, yeah. I like Knox. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish there had been a chance for more of him, but he's just an entry. He's someone for Vicky Vale to talk to, isn't he? I felt like he yeah. should have had more. He was way more interesting before she shows up. He's actually a fairly yeah. decent. Like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just turns into this guy who's just like upset the rich guy's getting the girl. Yeah, he's like a lovable goof for a bit, especially like even though he he's like, like pushes yeah, as well when he's doing his reporting, yeah. like and he's questioning yeah. people. Yeah. He actually like, yeah, like he knows Batman's face. kind yeah. of a stupid thing, but he's yeah. like, no, I, I need to follow this. I like that. And underneath it all, though, he is like, yeah, I'm the only one who really believes it. There's like a truth to it, but he's yeah, his, yeah, his yeah. sort of yeah. he knows he's putting out a performance, a shtick for everybody else to sort of hold on to. He's uh, like a dorkier Mulder or Scully. I can't remember which one's the guy. My uh, actual vote, though, is going to go towards... No, it's not that. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. I'll go with Jack I Nicholson. I knew you would, yeah. Um, I like Keaton He's in this. Fun. I like Keaton in this. Um, but I think the difference between watching it as a kid... Now, I think part of it... I'm trying to go how much of this is... I used to argue Jack Nicholson's just playing Jack Nicholson. I don't know if Jack Nicholson's solely... Pl- there are moments where he's just playing Jack of Nicholson. Of course There's moments where he's trying something. There is. I love some of the. I, lo- I do love the beret actually when he comes in with the Prince <laughs> music. As, as a younger, as a younger person, I wouldn't have realized the the, the humor. In he's that. being an artist. He's put his beret on. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably another one of those situations where we're talking about uh, restraint because <laughs> he's all over the place. Oh, now with the Joker, you can be. You can, yeah. But you know, um, 
yeah, yeah. As far as this campy version, and it's not going to get as bad as it will when there's Joel Schumacher, but in the Tim (laughs) Burton era, uh, yeah, he's the most colorful character, pun not intended. Uh, I do like Keaton. I think... I think Jack Nicholson is a top build star, and I think as weird as it is, Batman, Batman's the straight man in this, which is weird to say. <laughs> he is, he is. But he is. Yeah. So but that Michael be... Keaton's Batman doesn't get lost in this movie. No, he doesn't. No. Where Christian Bale's Batman kind of get lost. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, he's not. The Joker is much bigger of a star presence. than Batman is in The Dark Knight, whereas they're kind of on a level pegging in this one. Fair enough. Um,. Best moment, best element of the film? Uh, Liam, go to you again. My best moment is the pen is mightier than the sword because this bit scared oh, the moment. Okay. But jeez, out of me as a kid because of the mimes. But when they're all in closing, like they're about, they're, they're, I felt it was a, a bit threat. Doctor Who, wasn't it? Like, you know, yeah. like old school Doctor Who when all of they'd like just like. You aliens. felt there was a threat there when they all okay. start moving in. What do you mean by old school Doctor Who? Like before Eccleston. Oh, you mean like, okay, like, like really? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, classic. Doctor that's fine. Who. Yeah, I said not know if you've been old school, like Tennant and Eccleston. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, old school Doctor Who. Because the that, old that, days that, with People Matt would say Smith. different things, yeah. But what I love about this scene is the fact that he gets shot and he doesn't acknowledge he's been shot. Mm-hmm. And I used to think it was for a reason, not because that was accidental, you know, swap going off or something. Yeah. But I actually thought, you know, because that's so apparent. And I felt like he was so focused that he was in Batman mode as Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. because he's focused solely on what's going, not what's around him, just what's going on with um, Joker. So that's my favorite scene. Uh, Georgia. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go practical effects, I think, because as silly as some of them look, some of them look really cool as well. Those backdrops. And the backdrops are lovely. Um, Amazing. I like the set design. I know you not as big of a fan of it probably because it's Tim Burton-esque but because it is comic book style I think it, it fits quite well so yeah I quite like that Ethan I really like the score in this film uh, I think Danny, Danny Elfman like he gets two really good iconic themes at least for me because you have the, the Batman theme and I really like the carnival theme as well that the Joker has they're two perfect encapsulations of how those characters are it's quite fun and i i just i find them so oh, okay, yeah. so iconic to those characters i confused carnival with parade i was like that's prince buddy but no <laughs> I, it's that prince like, does a pretty good job yeah. too prince it's, it's, it's prince a, shine. I, I wouldn't i wouldn't have thought prince and jack nicholson would have been a winning combination yeah, but i'm but all right with it prince doesn't <laughs> shine too much in this movie there's two soundtracks that were released you know? one was um one was the score by Danny Elfman, and the second one was just Prince songs. Yeah, I know. But Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Seal tried and did not make it work. <sighs> I say that. Kiss from a rose. Kiss from a rose. Great song. Uh, for mine, it's maybe a bit of a cheat. I'm going to go with the idea that they were able to uh, decartoonize Batman yeah. as a character. Mm. Because the story, I really wish they hadn't burned through Joker in one movie. No, I know, yeah. Because it really hurts it down the line. But they didn't know, they didn't know. if no. that was going to hit off or just, not. Just leave it kind of ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the Joker got away. He'll be back. And that's it. You've won the day. Joker's wounded, but he'll be back one day. Great. You can do whatever you want to do. It. They just thought go big or go home, didn't they? I guess so. And you can't guarantee you'll get Jack back. Yeah, exactly. For 60 million a pop, you're probably not. <laughs> um, so, but I was the idea that, you know, maybe it's a cheat with the whole, but they establish who Batman is as a character in an adult movie. 
Mm-hmm. You know this, what I mean? This is the, probably the most realistic Batman I've seen. Like, as in, he could be a real human. Okay. Like, whereas the other one is too dark and broody. So I guess I'm kind of cheating and almost doing like another vote for an actor and, or a character with the whole uh, the whole Bruce Wayne thing. But I, yeah, I think it's there. I'll tell you something else I liked. Did you notice how much they used the dark and grittiness of greys, blacks, and stuff like that, right? Yep. But there was that odd colour of bright red flower on someone's pocket or someone's pink outfit or yep. do you know what i mean there's sporadic yeah. colors just popping out everywhere oh time for something else to pop out oh, everywhere and let's make it grumbles liam what you got my grumble is you guys picking a batman saying how, <laughs> <laughs> how he's this creep because uh, i never saw that as a kid but you know i suppose that's the only way you can but you know, I don't want a big lecture. I think we just went, oh, <laughs> yeah. the script is shoddy. Yeah, um, you know, like the bit with the Joker when he says about um, near the end when he says about you know, I, yeah, you. you were you were I was just a kid when yeah, I killed yeah, your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he flip flops so quickly over that. You are like what? Yeah, that confused me as a kid. Um, still confused me today. So yeah, the script and that little bit about Batman. Script's not very good, which is a shame because there's elements which are which are are decent. But yeah, some some ad libs that they do. Yeah, I, I imagine it's the ad libs that are strong, and it's the yeah. other things that are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a weird line I remember where where they're talking about the shoot to kill, and someone's like, "Oh, shoot to kill!" If you get what I mean, I'm like, "What else do you think that means?" It's just a weird line to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if we go down the road with that, those the, the scripts don't get any better as this goes along. No, they don't. They don't. Uh, Georgia. Yeah, no, it'd be like script and story. It's okay. just not great, which is a shame because I, I think I've probably tipped my hat enough. I pr- much preferred this to Dark Knight. Okay. Ethan? That third act is a slog for me, especially when they get to the bell tower. It just goes on. When you said it was 10 minutes, I was shocked because I thought it felt much longer. Yep. And it's it's the addition of, of let's have Vicky Vale and up the tat it just feels too it just goes on too long and it's just it almost as if feel, they didn't know how to end it <laughs> yeah because it, it just it, it feels like they're trying to extend the runtime for runtime sake i'm gonna cheat and do a double punch here i'm sorry Ooh. step number one i hate vicky vale <laughs> she's great to look at i just i just don't like vicky vale i don't i don't find I just don't, but she's got so many flaws herself that probably speaks to you i was probably <laughs> i was a young man i was probably was not interested in girls yet and i was going man why always get so lovey-dovey just go and beat up the bad guys and, and save a day and all that stuff but i don't think, <laughs> well, I don't think I was, she's, I was she's, not, she's not written really well it's not written well she doesn't do anything good. and the last part is shouldn't a batman film be more fun than this I'm I'm legitimately bored during sections of this film, mm-hmm. and not yeah. a little bit. Like looking, going. I mean, you got to think that almost this, like I'm struggling not to fall asleep. Yeah, and going, how this, much longer is in this? Yeah, but this is this is starting of something, but dude. I watched this when it was new too. It didn't find it great then. Well, Remember, I started by saying I wasn't the world's biggest fan. I went in really hoping I was going to like this movie more than I did the second time around. Yeah. Or you know, as an adult, I was bored. I oh. was. bored bored when they were doing the silly day when they were having the date in the museum oh the date in the museum i was bored when, when vicky vale comes to the thing and wants to talk about her feelings but the thing is i was bored when they went into the church and went what is oh how many goons can we just get to the end please the and is, like, oh we're gonna hang off the end we're on that old trope again <laughs> as a kid when i watched it it was the colors and the brightness and the darkness yeah. and the grittiness and the 
the car and the suit and everything and, and her and Vicky Vale. And Vicky Things Vail. I appreciate more now. A different to what it is now. I know, but it's my grumble. Things I, <laughs> I appreciate yeah, more. Like, bored. I appreci- I'm bored of you. I'm bored. I appreciate like, Jack Nicholson more when I did the first. I didn't get Jack before. Now I get Jack. I'm like, all right. I appreciate the aesthetic and the Tim Burton-esque and the painted backdrops are fantastic. That's brilliant. You know, I, I, the first thing I said was, you know, from one of my the best elements was they made it feasible. Mm. Every comic book movie to a degree owes a debt of gratitude to Batman. Yeah. But it doesn't mean as an individual film... Eh, I was bored. But it was such a phenomenon. <laughs> it was. It was. It was a media phenomenon. I, I had trading so cards. I had trading yeah, cards. Too. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, let's go ahead. Is this anybody's best role ever? Uh, it's no. not. No, it's he's, not. I've seen Jack Nicholson in Beetlejuice. Anyway, he's better in Beetlejuice. He's better in Birdman. It's it's not his yeah. favorite. Baker's biggest role in it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, the the big ones. It's not Nicholson's. No, no way. No, 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 no. It's not Keaton's. And it's not no. Basinger's. No, because there's none now. It's definitely not Billy D with Nims's. <laughs> uh, Billy, yeah, Billy D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy D's wasted in this. He is. Yeah. He is. Because again, yeah, he's I, another character that don't really. There's way more Commissioner Gordon than there yeah, is of Harvey yeah. Dent. Yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah. remember Commissioner Gordon that much at all. No, no, no. Uh, so, I mean, Jack Palance is, is better than Billy D in this. Jeez. Um, so it is that time, Ethan. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? I think just before we do that, I think Pip heard that because he, I think he knows we're getting to the end because he started to wake up and sit up and listen to us. That's all right. <laughs> um, Moonlight Social. Thanks, Diddy Age Game. Yeah, many. Thank you. <laughs> we got what, the. What do we got, Ethan? Uh, well, we're going to go with uh, Billing first. So we're going with Jack Nicholson. Dad Joker. Ooh. 42. Uh, 50. 43. Liam's the closest. 51. Wow. Yeah. Legitimately wow. You Jeez. think 1960s when he did Easy Rider. Yeah. You know? late, late 60s. Then we've got <laughs> Michael Keaton, Da Batman. Um, 28. No. Thirty-six. Thirty-eight. Again, Georgia and Liam literally between. It's thirty-seven. See, this is part of I was really good this. last week. I don't he know. Like, You're not here. I'm better at this, Liam. <laughs> He's like only now starting to come out as the Batman and doing things. It's like it's taken him 30 years to build up the vengeance that it takes to be the Batman, apapparently. What are you on about? No, because he's younger in the he's younger in the in the stories. He's just we're doing ages. Yeah, age no, but now. he looks old in the in this, he's not like a young man starting out and being, I am vengeance at like 18. No, he's not Robert Pattinson's Batman. I'll give you that, yes. He, so he looks like he's waited 30 years Pattinson, of his life before he's been like, I'm pa- going to do something. Pattinson looks like baby Batman. I will give you that. Baby no, I'm not Batman, even comparing him to... Baby Batman. No, but I'm... Okay, fair enough. I'm saying I agree with you. He doesn't look like... You might not even be comparing him. I am. Okay. I'm saying I agree. He doesn't look brand new because Pattinson does and he doesn't look like Pattinson. No. He looks like he's waited 30 years before he's like, I should probably do something about the vengeance, I feel. Speaking, of, speaking of waiting 30 years, let's get going, Ethan. What do we got? <laughs> Here we go. Kim Basinger. Bas- Basinger? I don't know. Basinger. Basinger, yeah. Basinger. Mm, 27. I'll go 26. I think you're really close. 25. Shut up. <laughs> 35. What? what? Yeah, I she know. For that age to I, had wow. to, I had to make sure I wasn't going wrong there. Wow. Uh, then we got uh, Billy D. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Billy D. Which one's that? 
He's uh, he's the guy from Star Wars. He's Harvey Dent. That's the that's what I needed. Okay. Cool. Forty nine. Forty two. Forty three. Fifty one. Oh, oh, I'm just going to retire. I'm ten years <laughs> young. And everybody did it. <laughs> you might you might get it here because finally we have Michael Gluck, uh Alfred. Alfred. Oh. Okay. <laughs> They had to write him out of the fourth one because he was getting old. 65. 70. 73. Oh, oh my. 71. Woo! Oh, yeah. I'll run away with I this I went over. I didn't get anything. <laughs> Jeez. Boom. Thanks, Ethan. Uh, then we've got our critics. Our critics. Uh, well, our critics. Let's start with the critics first, shall we? So, Georgia, what did the critics think about 1989's Batman? Oh, yeah, so I've got uh, Destin Thompson from the Washington Post says, an exhilarating mix of cartoon lore, though not nearly enough for rabid bat purists, screen presence, this is pretty much the Jack and Mike show, uh, psychological murkiness, though it could have been even more, and demented gothic goofiness. That's what he said. Okay. Uh, then we get Dave Kerr from the Chicago Tribune, who says, the idea of doing a dark, neurotic, highly stylized, and highly claustrophobic super production is an audacious and appealing one, but director Tim Burton has only made it halfway there. Mm. And then we get one from our good old favorite, Roger Ebert, Eves. who says, I triumph." of design over story style over substance a great looking movie with a plot you can't care much about he's not wrong what what did he give it two out of four okay wow not Curious. the biggest fan all right uh let's take uh, uh that was a uh, 70 something percent was a 72 percent on rotten tomatoes for anybody who's playing along at home okay uh if we take a look at what uh well, I'll put the fleece out, and then George will read off our Patreons. But uh, put it out there. Is this a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? Last week was the first time okay film ever won a vote on this one. Ooh. This time, 61.5% call it a great film. So what did our patrons, uh, our, our best friends, our friends of the podcast, our best friends, and our BFFs of the BFE, what did they have to say about this? Uh, so Reverend Bruce says, with all due respect to Georgia, I still like Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy better. It's darker, but this Batman is fantastic. It's campy and quirky and incredibly fun. Great neurotic characters in ca- and cartoon violence. Michael Keaton is a great Batman. Jack Nicholson steals the show as the Joker. Kim Basinger is a worthy damsel in distress. And now I have questions for when I meet new church congruents. Do you ever dance with the devil in the pale moon night? Just because I like the sound of it. <laughs> clean that up, Reverend Bruce. Jeez, <laughs> what are you doing there? No, excellent. Very, and very well said, actually. Reverend <laughs> Bruce always has a has a... Great way with words, but he's a storyteller. He is, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, we've got Hermes, who says, Grateful that it exists, love Keaton and Nicholson, but feel enough pieces don't fit for me for it to be truly super. Hermes, I'm with you. Grateful that it exists. Mm. Yeah. Because of what comes, what it inspires. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Katie McRae says, I remember seeing this film when it came out, and I like it because it was the first of its kind. I think Jack Nicholson is the... F- is perfect for the role of Joker. As a matter of fact, I think he steals the show. I also love Michael Keaton as Batman. He sure is handsome at that age. The film seems dated, but it was fun to watch because of the memories. Yeah, I was thinking about a sound effect for I could use for Mrs. Reverend Bruce. She refers to herself as like a cat mom, but if I put a cat sound effect in here, like Pip's going to go nuts. Yeah, yeah that's not a good idea. It's not good. It would have to be like a really cartoony one that doesn't actually sound like a cat. Yeah. 
and it's you just might me get screaming away with it. at Snopes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up. Next up, we have got uh, Chris Peterson who says, I remember watching this when I was a kid and I loved it. However, after re-watching it recently and having watched the other Batman films, I have to say that Michael Keaton as Batman was pretty good, but not as great as I'd remembered. Jack Nicholson as the Joker really steals the show as he's perfectly masters the campy sinister that fits perfectly with Tim Burton's style. Both the score... Uh, by Danny Elfman and Prince's songs are both fantastic and definitely works within the film. Tim Burton reinvented Batman from the camp comic Cape Crusader. Oh, that was difficult to say. Uh, to the truly brooding Dark Knight. Well said. It's well yeah. said. Well, it's well, well written. Well written. Not yeah. about well said. <laughs> hey, I got there. Oh, hang on. Hang on. These. Hang on. It's okay to, to bully Ethan and myself, I guess, but not Georgia. <laughs> I don't pre-read these. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I'm yep. cold reading. I don't know if you think I might like like pr- I've practiced every note I've read today. <laughs> but you've written them. Oh, I purposely come on here to <laughs> say no, false a things. Lot of them are co- there's a lot of copy paste, and okay. just it's there. It's like I'm going to the room going, you know, red leather, yellow leather, red leather. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go with this before we get out there. <laughs> uh, then we have got poet laureate Dwayne Smith. Dwayne oh, I'm Smith. doing both. Am I okay? Dwayne Smith. Yeah, it's much fun when I do both. I like how we around the table. Yep. Yeah, great both. Uh, it says, uh, back in 1989, a teenage me was obsessed with this film. I went on holiday the day it was released. I had to wait an extra two agonizing weeks before I could see it. Ian says it's a little bit campy, which I would say is probably an understatement. Keaton is an excellent choice playing both Bruce Wayne and Batman equally well, which is something we talked about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicholson is my absolute favourite Joker, at least until Heath Ledger said, hold my beer. Vicky Vale started my decade-long obsession with Kim Basinger. Basinger. Basinger, sorry. I do love how camp this film is, especially the music. I brought the soundtrack and listened to it for a good year after. The poster was also a feature on my bedroom wall for a few years. This Batman has only been surpassed by the Nolan trilogy for me. I do hope Georgia likes this one a bit more. Then we have got... Everyone liked this film. Everyone's commented on this. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. We've got one from Julene. Who, Julene, Julene, Julene. Who very simply in the thoughts comment box just says, you had me at Batman. Aww. She's very excited about this episode. <laughs> and then we've got the one and only Yeetmeister. It's a tweet Yeet. from the Yeet. It's not a tweet, <laughs> is it? It's, tweet. it's Google Forms. It's a Google Form from the Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really the same ring. Which who does fleets? Oh, I I don't uh, think anyone does fleets anymore. <laughs> the Yeetmeister says this is one of my favorite Batman movies. The Gotham feels like a real city with countless extras. It's a good and good set sound designs uh cinematography is really strong and i believe it is cut together very well jack nicholson i've said that many time too many times jack nicholson completely overshadows keaton and basinger as would heath ledger would do to bail in the dark knight uh, although even robert wool as knox does a better job than keaton and Basinger. As you can see, I did not find their performances particularly strong. You can tell Nicholson was having an absolute blast with this role. His ability to turn the Joker into a great comedic element and a terrifyingly intimidating figure is a... Oh, I don't know what this word says. Dichotomy? Dichotomy. Dichotomy. Thank you. Dichotomy. Dichotomy. Uh, that I thoroughly enjoyed. For the record, I didn't see the word. I just sort of <laughs> reached into the ether that's, and pulled that out. That's a word I've only ever heard. I've never seen it written down. All right. Uh, uh, the script is both intentionally and unintentionally funny with the kind of good campiness that can be seen in uh, Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man movie uh, overall it is, an, an, it is an enjoyable experience with hiccups and a terrible Batman costume although not the worst one designed that hold it back 
So you don't pre-read these, you say? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really insecure about no, my um, You're fine. You're fine. You're doing great. One last one. Hey, imagine me doing it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got the giggles too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the dichotomy of the pod, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you said I wouldn't make a great joker. Look at this. There we go. That's fair enough. That is all of them. I've read them all. Oh, is that out. the last one? Okay. You don't have to hear me read anymore. You're not just like like throwing someone's out into the trash. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. to be fair, Katie McRae did um, submit hers twice. So I she did it again. It yeah. Kind of stuff the ballot box. What's going on here? All right. So here is what the fledgling fandom had to say over on the Twitter. Uh, Josh, my next favorite movie, says, love this one as a kid. I think it still holds up. Keaton proves he can do more than just comedy here. But we do get a glimpse of the crazy from Beetlejuice in the fire poker scene. You want to get nuts? Let's, let's get, get nuts. nuts. Yeah, that's great. And then there's like a little picture of a Joker and Batman shopping for nuts at a bulk food store. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, my sister got a hold and said, uh, oh, it's, it's, I've got the second one first and the first one second or no, I've got, I've got it starts with also. I, I, I okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is what Oliver has been wearing since the movie went on about halfway through last night. He went to bed with it on. I took it off after he fell asleep, and he probably put it back on when he woke up. He is the Batman. If you take a look here, there is a picture of my nephew Oliver in a little oh, Batman cute. sort of outfit there. I, uh, That's the, cool. the cowl is small enough that he could fit inside the uh, <laughs> thing just fine there. Is this Uncle Ian's podcast? Yeah, you bet it is, buddy. So there it is. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'll see if I can find the pre also at some point. I'll see it here. I have no idea. Um, let's continue on. Carlos says, I think I saw it was in theaters back in the day and loved it. Saw a couple of times in the following years. But to be honest, I haven't seen it in decades. Should probably give it a spin one of these days. Danny. It's a musical says, I love this one. It's not my favorite Batman, but it does take second place. I think Keaton is a brilliant Batman and Nicholson is a great Joker. I dislike villains dying at the end of their debut superhero movie, which is about the only sin of this film I can recall. I would say this, Dan, this is a time when like sequels and stuff aren't necessarily guaranteed. No. So as much as I sort of put this out here, the idea that, you know, you have more than one go at it is actually quite, is, is, isn't for films. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got uh, the Yeetmeister. Oh, Yeet. This one is a tweet from the Yeet. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie in so long. I felt like I was watching it for the first time. It's a lot funnier than I remember, intentionally and otherwise. I agree on the end otherwise. It's both. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, first part of Kirsty's one. Here we are. Watched this last night with Kara. Hey, Kara, how are you? And Oliver. It was Oliver's first time. Oliver gave it seven thumbs up. There's some anatomy class that needs to be taught there. I love the soundtrack score and the film as a whole dis- doesn't uh, feel like a typical late 80s flick. Also reminds me of Ian's f- uh, Nintendo with the Batman game. There's a lot of short forms here I'm trying to translate. Hashtag, have you ever danced with the devil? Yeah, I'd like the NES version of Batman, and I got stuck at this one, this one sort of uh, level. It was a fun game. Is that the one where the, you start off as Batman and then he slowly, as he turned into Joker... The, the, the no. face, no? Oh, hang on. No, I'd get cutscenes, like if you ever dance with the devil in the pale. Oh, I say cutscenes, okay. I mean like a badly illustrated 8-bit thing with like yeah, yeah, yeah. like square Commodore 64 writing on the screen. Yeah. 
Uh, Reading Between the Real says, we definitely enjoyed it and covered it ourselves last month. Well, there you go. If you want an alternative viewpoint, maybe... um, Maybe they have a different viewpoint to the four of us. Uh, Professor Jace is hard to explain how this movie dominated pop culture for the summer if you weren't alive to live it. Music, commercials, toys, Taco Bell, everything was badified. I'm 100% with you on that one. It was everywhere. It was. And then I think it's finally we've got uh, Posty, resident Posty of the BFE, Russell, Russell. who says, haven't seen in a while, but it always put a special place in my heart as the first massive blockbuster I saw at the cinema. Keaton is fantastic as Batman, but it's a shame he gets overshadowed somewhat by Nicholson's over-the-top turn as Joker. Burton does a great job handling the action set pieces. Special mention to Prince's soundtrack. I bought it on cassette. Remember those? And it snapped after a couple months of constant playing. Uh, Dwayne Smith that's Dwayne Smith said I bought it on cassette too Russell continues I'm just gonna keep reading this my old Ford car still had a cassette player and my eldest daughter once said what's that I said it's a cassette player and she replied what the hell is a cassette (laughs) I genuinely felt about 150 years old old so there we are uh, I, I i had a cassette player in my in my, in my first car you see, i had a walkman did you yeah yep so that would be that so now all that's left to do is uh before we go ahead oh there's some other critics i'm sorry other critics just a couple of notes shortly after completing this film tim burton said i liked parts of it but the whole movie is mainly pretty boring to me it's okay but it was more of a cultural phenomenon than a great movie he also wasn't enthusiastic about how prince's songs were used As time is distancing from the stressful production of the film, he has become more favorable of it. He mentioned you. He'd never heard the term franchise before doing this film. Now that's all you hear. Mm. And Sylvester Stallone cited this film as what led to the decline of the muscle-bound action stars from the 1980s and a change in how action films were made. In an interview, he said, it was the beginning of a new era. The visuals took over. The special effects became more important than the single person. I wish I had thought of Velcro muscles myself. I didn't have to go to the gym all those years. All those hours wedded to the Iron Game, as we call it. So now it's time to go ahead and give our ratings. What did we think about it? So we're going to go on the table in the usual order. So, Liam, what was your verdict on batman as a kid i really love this movie i'm a huge michael keaton fan i'm not that great a jack nicholson fan in this movie i felt he was too camp for me i i liked the darkness of this i'm not a big tim burton fan anyway shape or form but this is the best form of tim burton i like along with like edward scissorhands them sort of things i mm-hmm. like the dark things um rather than the animated stuff uh, visually, it was stunning. I liked how they made the um, city look like it was boiling with the smoke coming out of it. And Even though it was a painting, you still had the smoke. Yeah, yeah. I just loved all that. I loved... Um, I did like Kim Basinger back in the day. Um, I just thought she was pretty to look at. I was only a kid, you know, at the end of the day. Yep. You're right. Her acting in that great in this. Um, it's not... I, th- I think the worst problems are writing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um Love Bob the Goon. Always loved him in the when I first watched it, and I love him in it now still because uh, I thought he was just an extra who just boosted his part. Um, you're not going to like me on this because I do love this movie. Uh, the second one I think is better, just because of Michelle Pfeiffer and it's got more darker edge to it as well. And Devito is brilliant. Um, so I'm going to say eight strong eight TVs being shot by Joker. <laughs> eight tvs in the back waiting to come out when the joker breaks the one he's got yeah, 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 yeah. there we are yeah all right oh and the soundtrack amazing apart from oh hang on prince 
I like Prince, but I don't think Prince shines in this movie with his soundtrack. All right. Uh, Georgia? <laughs> um, I'd prefer this to Dark Knight. I think it's... I don't necessarily think... I don't. It's not a better film because I can appreciate that the Dark Knight is very, very well made. The story is a lot better and more cohesive and perhaps actually even some of the acting is better. But I pref- this is more my type of film. I prefer this um, and would rather watch this again than dark knight um but there are script issues there are story issues there are bits and pieces where i go did you actually stop and think about that because i don't think you did no they didn't um so because of those things um i am going to give it six and a half prop guns that actually just say bang oh Uh, ten (laughs) thought i was getting a gunshot it was just a weak bang on a flag (laughs) ethan I, I do like this film, and granted, I've not seen it for a long time, and I really like Batman, so that's my, my bias there, but there are things this film does that I really like with how it handles Batman and his like his own mentality and belief and co- what kind of person he is and the type of person that Joker would be. But there's this part where I think it does fall apart, where it's unintentionally goofy with your costume and the way that Batman sort of just walks around in the dark. It doesn't look that menacing to me. It just looks a bit funny, but that might just be 2022 eyes of like an 89 film, but it, it goes well for me until that final act and the final act just falls apart where they don't know how they want to end it and where they want their big final set piece to be. So they just have like four continuing over and over again. And then just another, mid end to the joker uh but even without the score and the the art direction and the ability of what they're able to do for uh an origin batman movie that's not really been able to reach that it's great uh so i'm going seven hand buzzers out of ten all right seven hand buzzers out of 10. That's a hot take. I knew I was going to be the, the highest scorer here. Well, hang on. I haven't gone yet. You Either won't. Any for, all, for, all, for all you know. <laughs> you won't. I was bored. <laughs> um, I thought going back and looking at this, like I'd really enjoy this. I really did. Uh, Michael Keaton's back in Vogue. I thought, oh, there's going to be something in his performance because I've grown to like Michael Keaton as an actor. There'll be something more. And I think in many ways, I'm very curious what I gave Beetlejuice, actually, when we went ahead and did that, because I think I thought I was going to like Beetlejuice more than I did, too, when we went back and rewatched that. I'm just scrolling ever so slightly. Oh, that's funny. Um, so um, I probably shouldn't get bored during a comic book movie. It's probably, you know, job number one, where there should be, if there's not enough dialogue or story or something then at least the special effects and the bangs and the wallops should be enough to keep me interested and it just wasn't there i wanted to get nuts michael keaton but you didn't get nuts (laughs) so i'm going to give this actually the same score i gave beetlejuice as it turns out i'm gonna give this six and a half magical doohickey silver serving trays (laughs) out of ten so that is my vote there. I really wanted to like this, especially with Batman, the Batman coming out. I was like, I'm in, I'm in Batman sort of month. And it just fell flat. So uh, it's very interesting, though, Liam. You are much closer to the fledgling fandom. At 63% said it was a great film. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it's just one of those things. 
when you break it down and we're doing this podcast on it, you, yeah. I, I see all the flaws, I see all everything else, but overall, I enjoyed this movie as a kid and I enjoy this movie now, and I can't condemn it for something that I enjoyed to watch. No, so, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to. No, 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 I know, okay. but I mean, you, you guys see it from a different point of view from what I see it. But just a reminder, I didn't like it back then. No. Yeah, so I, I was hoping I would watch this and get a fresh take on it, and I yeah. didn't. And it's interesting. That's why I asked what, what, what Ebert gave it, because the all st- style over substance, and there was mm-hmm. no – I was sitting there going, okay, but that could be – he said a triumph of style. I'm like, is, is he mean a legit triumph, or is he being a little bit biting? Turns out he was being biting. Yeah. And I'm like, I think he and I sit, again, as weird as Quite it is, similarly. pretty similarly. Yeah. I thought I was going to rate it higher. Because I th- it's, I, but it's I, one I, of my favorites. Out of curiosity, Ethan, did you think you were going to rate it higher than this before you sat down? Yeah, yeah, like within the first couple minutes, I was like, the school was playing, and I was like, oh yeah, I was. This w- is the this I is my favorite Batman well score. Oh, I'm into this, and I, I I was remembering all the scenes beforehand, and I remembered them better in my head. With my memories, I was thinking eight might have been my like high water mark. I'm like, well, if, if yeah. this is better than I remember, and eight feels about right. Mm, yeah. And then I just watched it. Went, no, it's just not here. It wasn't like it got to be pretty low for me. Like I gave I gave Rebel Vada Cause. Sorry, I gave Rebel Vada Cause a six, and just <laughs> felt I just didn't get that one. I didn't get that one. It just mm. didn't hit with me. No, this no. is better than that, but still, such is. Um, Georgia, what did the patrons give it in their wash? We can add them. Because so, right now we're sitting on a solid seven average okay. between the Ooh, four of us. What do you got? Uh, so it's not going to change it massively. Their average comes out at seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay, so that's going to be 7.1 becomes the rating. So a little bit less than, well, significantly less than Crimson Tide, less than Chariots of Fire, less than Rebel Vada Cause. Um, look at something gets beat. Actually, it's pretty. It's on the lower side. It does f- f- fall higher than Nightmare Before Christmas. So, you know, and higher than Beetlejuice. So, if it's Tim Burton, we've done in the last eight months. Yeah, it's winning that better than Coraline, no doubt. <laughs> oh, so, this might be it. our best Tim Burton, which I'd be okay with. I'm, I, I yeah, can live yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. seven doesn't though. mean bad, but it also isn't like great. Well, it's we're just, in the best films ever. Yeah. I mean, we give a lot of eights yeah. and eight and a halfs out on yeah. this pod. We do. Yeah. So, interestingly, though, it was a little bit hijacked there. The uh, um, I'm guessing Julian went ten. Julian went 10. Yeah. And we've got a couple of fives in there as well. So they kind of. Really? Wow. Yeah. There were a couple of people who said they remembered it being better than it was. I think Hermes might have been one of them. I mentioned Hermes as a five. Uh, I should imagine. So yeah, yeah, we had one, eight, two fives, a 10, a nine, a seven, and a six. That might be the biggest range. Yeah, I think it is. We've had. And thank you very much, guys. And if you yeah, want to know how you. you can join the likes of of Reverend Bruce, Julene, Hermes, Dwayne Smith, Katie McRae, Ian Davies, Lena Oberholzer, Chris Peterson, Randall Silver, and the Yeatmeister. If you want to have your voice heard and join on the polls and literally change where our films rank, you can go ahead and do that on our Patreon, patreon.com slash BFE for those three pounds a month. Your voice can be heard. Cool. Or all the way up to if you want to sit down with an episode and join us for an episode and, you know, not yeah, even so necessarily what. Nice. I mean, you saw like, Julene <laughs> came and just did a drop by. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Opens up, there's opportunities for there. Go and check out patreon.com slash BFE. We're going to have um, Hermes on in three weeks. Yeah. Cool. Two weeks from now, we're doing the birthday episode. We talked about that. Whoop, whoop. Which just gets me to talk about what are we doing next week Ooh. oh thank That's, you for the I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cue georgia to get her phone ready because <laughs> usually i get told you didn't cue me and this time it's like everyone's like, she's like what why are y'all staring what, at me yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay so you can start recording really whenever okay i have so i mentioned i mentioned it wasn't planned in this it just worked out perfectly okay i mentioned hey who wants to go see the batman and oh, liam yeah. went midnight screening yeah <laughs> and i went i'm too old for this shit 
Oh, we're doing Lethal Weapon. We are doing Lethal <laughs> Weapon, which I, we watched at Christmas time. We did. Yeah. I love Lethal Weapon. It is the 35th anniversary next week really? of Lethal <laughs> Weapon. So we are going to look. I look at Ethan's yeah. face. He's making noises. Oh, he looks really happy. So we're doing <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Danny Glover, um, mm, Mel Gibson. Gibson. You know, yeah. too Gary busy. Busey? Yeah, Gary Bu- Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. we've got uh, Gary Busey is great in that. <laughs> and and Darlene Love. Yeah, so we've got lots of of nineteen eighties. Shame is a Shane Black film. Yes. Yeah, Shane yeah, Black. Yeah, it's yeah. Christmas. Uh, ri- yeah. Written by, but it's directed by oh, Richard Donner. Richard Donner Bates. directs. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Donner directs, and Shane Black wrote. And so, is it a Christmas movie? We'll talk about that as well as some some some, some other situations. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. a Shane so, Black movie, of course. So I'm looking movie. forward to that. So you kind of have the next couple of weeks ahead of you, kind of in the in the can. I'm going to go ahead and say, so we've got we've got that for next week. Two weeks from now, I'm going to get the cat out of the bag on that one. It's our anniversary birthday show. Yeah. So we started it all with Back to the Future. We did. We did our first birthday was back to the future part two it's only fitting that we go ahead and put a bow on the marty mcfly saga and back this will to be the our future only trilogy three that we've done the only one we've done yeah yeah we've, and we went one a year it just kind of worked out organically well, that way yeah we, uh, we, it'll be i think we'll have another another trilogy join it shortly after yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but 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 there we go so um that's what we've got on path for next week cool yeah so uh, I don't have an exit line, but that is okay. So please join us next week when we tackle um, some Mel Gibson and some Danny Glover. Enjoy the age game on that one. In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Lethal Weapon. For best film ever. I've been, I've been Batman. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And we do try to have some fun on this podcast, I like to believe. And occasionally, feelings might get hurt. But hey, who cares? You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity-flop. The flippity-flip-flop.